Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody, good evening to those of you in the UK and Europe. Uh, it be early morning, won't it, if you are in the Antipodes at the moment. It's Saturday night and almost time for our A main. Get ready for 120 minutes of excitement with the Chevrolet Grand Prix. The IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge 35 cars lining up to do battle with 11 in TCRs and 24 in GS after a very interesting qualifying session. We're almost ready to get things up and running. If you're outside the US, you can tune in in sound and vision. And that brings everything together with our commentary and the brilliant pictures provided by NASCAR Productions. It'll be Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindorf, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre for IMSA for 2023. It's pretty decent conditions as the engines have just fired on the pit lane. 23 Celsius in the air, 33 on the track. Time to bring sound and vision together for the Chevrolet Grand Prix. Two hours of action comes next. The Michelin Pilot Challenge. On IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Welcome along to Sound and Vision to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park as the... RS2 IMSA Radio feed goes live with the TV pictures around the world. It's uh, no subscription, no blocks, no breaks. We're up at Bormanville, Ontario for the action today. 2.4 miles, 10 corners on this classic circuit that's barely changed since 1961 with action areas down at Turn 5, Moss Corner, and the end of the Andretti Straight into the S's at Turn 8. That's terminal velocity there before you turn in uh, right, left, right towards the end of the lap. It's a challenge. It has a bit of everything, and we'll have all the action in the next two hours. There's 35 teams in two classes with 11 TCRs and 24 GCS at GS cars do battle as they're pulling out of the pits. We'll just check in with Sheer Adam down in the pit lane to make sure everybody is rolling. Are we, do we nearly have at least Sheer an empty pit lane? Very nearly, John. There are still four cars. 
remaining. The number 10 Audi from Rockwell Autosport Development goes by now, the 73 LA Honda World. And finally, the last two cars to exit the pits, the 99 VGRT Honda did not make it out for qualifying due to a data logger issue, but it now goes. And finally, the other of the Rockwell Autosport Development cars. So all the cars have left the pit lane, and I am happy to report that both the 28 RS1 Porsche of Eric Kilgaris and the 71 Rebel Rock Racing Chevy Camaro have made it to the start of the race. They are starting from the back of the GS grid after contact in qualifying. That's Shea Adam, Shea Report from down in the pit lane. My oppo in the Global Broadcast Centre is Jeremy Shaw. He's going to take a deep breath and rattle through at least the majority of the field as we are standing by for a green flag start. Here's how they line up. Oh yes, John, plenty of excitement this afternoon. On the back row, the grid in 35th position, column 15, that's Eric Rockwell. Ahead of him on the grid, Victor Gonzalez in column 99, Will Talley in column 73. Next up, also in TCR, is Roy Block in column 5, that's a lone alpha in the field, and Alex Rockwell, that's father of Eric, who starts at the back in column 10. Row 15 on the grid is Taylor Hagler, two-time defending series champion in car number one. Alongside her Brian Hurd order sport with Kerbag, a journey teammate in car number 98, that's Mason Phillippe. The second row of TCR is Brian Ortiz in car number 91. Uh, and car number 33, that's Harry Gottsacker on the front row of the grid. Uh, for the first time this season, he didn't get pole position. Has to make do with second on the grid. That's Matt Pombo in the LA Honda World Racing Honda Civic FL5 TCR. It's kind of a 37, but on the pole position for the first time this year. His second overall, that's Chris Miller in kind of a 17, the Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsports Audi RS3. Moving on to GS, Frank DePure in kind of a 71, and Eric Filgaris in kind of a 28. Had an incident earlier on. We'll start in the 12th row of the grid. Uh, ahead of them is Greg Leofouge, who also had problems in qualifying. In car number 43, alongside George Stakos from Canada, making his debut for RV Motorsports in a Mercedes this weekend. That's car number four. Row 10 is Gary Ferreira making his return in car number 11, alongside Ted Giovannis in car number 64. Row 9 is Moise Uretsky in car number 44, and car number 95, that's Robert McGuinness in car number 95. Car number 96, the teammates will start in the 15th position on the grid, alongside Anton Diaz Pereira in car number 27. Row 7 is Todd Coleman in car number 88 and Bryce Ward in car number 57. Tom Collingwood in car number 83 will start 12th alongside Bob McCallion in car number 59. Top 10 then, Sean McAllister in car number 39 alongside Jensen Altsman in car number 13. Row 4, Adam Adelson in car number 47, all raced in the VP uh, Racing Challenge Series a little bit earlier today, alongside Michael DeMio. Uh, welcome back to Thay's competition by MC Squared, who made a great debut at uh, Detroit last month. That's car number 78. Top six on the grid ends Jeff Mosing in car number 56 for Marilla Racing in a Mercedes, alongside Alex Filsinger, another Canadian, in number 69, Motorsports in Action, McLaren Artura, his best qualifying effort thus far. Uh, row two, Hugh Plum, car number 46 for Team TGM and Aston Martin, alongside Marilla Racing's championship leader, car number 72, that's Kenny Marillo in the Mercedes AMG. On to the front row, uh, Rory Vandersur, tremendous qualifying run in his number 19 Aston Martin Vantage GT4, and also impressive, his series debut, also from Canada, for Hattori Motorsports also making its debut in a Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo. Car number 50, the pole sitter from Red Deer, Alberta in Canada is Parker Thompson. 
Hattori Motorsports lead them to the line. Two hours, 120 minutes for the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. Great lineup from the GS cars. The green flag is in the air. We are racing in a good jump from Parker Thompson, but down the inside, Kenny Marillo has a wee bit of a look. Rory van der Stur says, ah, not on me, not on my watch, and pulls across. That's good news for Parker Thompson, who gets a very decent jump away over the top of the brow at turn number two, heading down through the dip. Now climbing again through the right-hander at Quebec corner. Side by side, the Van der Stur racing car under a little bit of pressure from Hugh Plum and TGM. So they are side by side. Excuse me, that's the Marillo racing car and the Hugh Plum-driven Team TGM. Good start as well from the front of the, of the TCR field. It was a full split start. The TCRs, the front of the field, were up inside the top, well up inside the top 10, actually, in times. So it was smart for IMSA to split them. They're just coming to Moss Corner now as the leaders are already halfway down the Andretti straight. So... No problems for the front end of the grid in TCR. Decent jump away. Motorsports in action. The MIA McLaren Artura GT4 running nicely in fifth position from its grid slot. And a little bit of a battle going on for sixth position. That was Jeff Mosing and J Jensen Altman, who's come up through the field for sixth and seventh. Oh, and there's a touch there into the first Whoops. corner. Oh, that's naughty. That's really naughty by the 56. Jeff Mosing turned into the Mustang and kept turning right. That's going to be a penalty. And Jensen Altman, who had position by three quarters of a car's length, is unceremoniously pitched off to the left-hand side of the track. That's not what we expect to see from Jeff. Not sure what was going on there. Suspension damage on the left rear on the number 13, McCombie McAleer Ford Mustang. That is out of character for Jeff. What was going on there? I'm not sure, but that's not what we want to see at the start of this race. It certainly isn't. And that's the fourth-place car in the championship. His car number 56. The Jeff Mosing shares that car. Has done for many, many years now with Eric Foss. This is going to be his last season in this championship. The number 13 car has continued. I'm hoping there isn't suspension damage. There's certainly bodywork damage. Oh, yes, there is, isn't there? Because that uh, right front wheel is in, up in the air, which means the left rear is down. So, yeah, that was really, really... Uh, unfortunate for Jensen Altsman there. It was super tight as it always is. That, that was a completion of the first lap. It wasn't even the, at the start. And that's not what we want to see. Let's I, I, I just ahead side by side. So Jensen's through. He's got his nose in front. There's one, there's two bangs. And then it's continued contact there. And the stewards will look at that. The race control will look at that. I, I can sort of see the first one as Jeff starts to turn into the right-hander, he's on the other side of the car, and another AMG with problems is Bryce Ward, winner at Detroit, might just get the 57 Winwood car rolling again, but he's been pitched off the track as well towards the end of the lap, I think that's just before uh, turn 9 and 10, and he was facing in the wrong direction, and he's had a touch from the Turner Motorsport number 96 car, that's going to be a penalty as well. And that is going to be a penalty as well, I'm afraid. 
That was, I mean, if that was a police chase, that's an absolutely textbook flip around with using maneuver. the left front of the police car to the right rear of the, uh, of the object car. But that is not what we want to see. And into the pit lane, two of those AMG, Sheer Adam, are watching the action for us in pit lane and also the number 13 uh, Ford as well. I'm down by the Mustang. There is significant damage to the wheel. They are looking in the left rear for suspension damage as well as the field now goes by to officially put them down a lap. For Jeff Mosing, the right front tire was completely off of the rim and the uh, Cubby Mackler guys now signaling, no, there is suspension damage to the left here. The hand across the throat, that is the ominous signal. Further down the pit lane, Bryce Ward has made it in in the windward racing Mercedes. They've given him new left side tires, pulling the air jack out, making sure it's not on the air hose. That's very important to not get a penalty. And they're going to send Bryce back out. If I look further down, I no longer see uh, Jeff Mosing in the pits, but now I do have Vin Barletta in the number 96 Turner Motorsports BMW. Let's see what work they do on this car. They're doing fuel and putting it up in the air. Left front issue for Vin Barletta, second in the championship. So that's two cars uh, who are well up in the championship, Jeremy Shaw. Second and fourth, two of the AMGs involved in incidents for which I think they will be charged uh, with uh, avoidable contact. And that is a massive moment at this stage of the championship. Yeah, it, it, it potentially so absolutely right because it's the... Uh the, the, the championship is led at the moment by the number uh, 72 Murillo Mercedes, so teammates number 56. They've got a 60-point edge at the moment over Robbie Foley and Vin Barletta. That's the car that's already in the pits. The, uh, one of the two tournaments for BMWs, that's the car number uh, 96. Third position is Spencer Pompelli and Tom Collingwood, also from Canada. They've uh, had a... Pretty quiet season, although they did finish second in the opening race at Daytona, but they're still right there in the points chase. And so this is going to be um, a big blow to the championship aspirations for the number uh, 56 and 96 teams. Um, we have got, uh, we've steered a green flag uh, on this, and there was more contact as well from the other uh, Turner BMW with one of the TGM Aston Martins, I think, there. As the number 96 Turner BMW has gone behind the wall, I'm hearing from Shea Adam, we've stayed green. That is the key here uh, in terms of the front of the field. So Parker Thompson, who's pulled out all of three-tenths of a second on Rory Vandister in the Vandister racing machine for Team... Uh, TGM is in third and the half a second back. So the top three separated by just over a second. Kenny Marillo is about a half a second further back in third place. So good news for the championship leading car because two of the chasing pack are already in strife early on, Jeremy. Indeed so. And uh, the third and fourth place cars are certainly closing in on two leaders. Parker Thompson not making any sort of a break here. Only consistent laps right now. The last three laps have all been within a tenth of a second at a 1 minute 24.1 or 24.2. He settled into a nice, comfortable, what is for him, a comfortable pace. The pole lap in qualifying was a 122.3 to put it into, into perspective, so almost two seconds quicker than they're going right now. But Hugh Plum in third position, that's his 
I think this is probably Team TGM's best run so far this season. Okay, we're only five and a half laps in, but uh, Hugh Plum is closing in on those two leaders, or has closed in on those two leaders, because at the end of the first lap, he was about a second behind them. So. Meanwhile, in TCR, uh, Matt Pombo uh, had to give up uh, his opportunity possibly to get a sixth consecutive pole. That would be five this year, one at the end of last. Caught, started second, but he's made a good early jump here. He's got past Chris Miller, and he's put a little bit of daylight already between himself in the LA Honda World car number 37 and the pole-winning car number 17 Audi. It's Jeremy Shaw alongside me, John Hindorf. JDC Miller has lost the lead in TCR and that has been turned over to LA Honda World and Matt Pondbo in the new Civic FL5 TCR who is chasing down Frank Depew who was in the wall in qualifying. So he lost his best two laps and put him at the back of the field. His job now just to stay on the lead lap for the GS cars to get his time up, which is 40, 40 minutes in this uh, in this two-hour contest. And then Robin Liddell can get into the car and bring the car to the end of the race. So it is Pombo from Chris Miller, who's just put in the fastest lap of the race in the Audi RS3, the new version of that car the Evo first pull position for that style of Audi and importantly Pombo's got past the Camaro going through the twisty bits through one two and three now under the Chevrolet bridge down towards the compression before Moss corner and a little bit wide for Frank Depew he steers over the left hand side then cuts right in front of Chris Miller as they came through the second part of turn six Moss corner and that's cost Chris Miller another position as Harry Gottsacker goes through in the first of the Hyundais, the number 33. They're side by side now. That'll slow them down and give Mason Felipe in the number 98 car an opportunity up the inside into turn eight. This will be a brave one if Chris Miller goes for it. He does go for it. They're side by side. All the cars are moving around and Chris Miller decides to back out of it. I think that was smart. That Audi was moving around and braking as they came through. Turn number eight and into nine, now finishing off the lap. And Chris Miller, who started the lap in the lead, is now down to third position. Meantime, fighting back through the GS field. The number 95 turned at BMW, as just hearing from Shea Adam that we've had a couple of cars behind the wall. Shea, what's the situation down in the pit lane? The McCombie McAleer Ford Mustang has gone behind the wall. It was just joined by the Bryce Ward-driven Windward Racing Mercedes and also Vin Barletta BMW. All three of those cars have gone behind the wall. We just had Jeff Mosing back into the pit lane again, but I don't see him here anymore, John. Is he showing us in the pits on your screen? Because that would mean he too would be behind the wall. Uh, Vin Barletta is in the pits. Bryce Ward is in the pits. Jensen Altman in the pits. So those three all in the pit lane. Shay Adam, you're spot on. And that is huge in terms of the championship implications. Nice little bit of uh, uh, opportunist manoeuvre by Pat, Matt Pombo a lap or so ago when he took the lead from Chris Miller. So Chris has lost a couple of places um, roughly in the same part of the spot there as he was the same spot on the circuit there should I say uh, as he was going up and around 
Moss Corners, the five, six and seven areas before the Andretti straight. So, wow, 12 minutes has elapsed already and we've had enough excitement for a whole championship season. Welcome to IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. It's always this good. Matt Pombo leads in TCR Parker Thompson by half a second over Rory Vandister. Toyota GR Super GT4 from two Aston Martins and a Mercedes AMG from a McLaren in your top five, Jeremy Shaw, at the front of the GS field. Yeah, indeed. And uh, Frank Depew is uh, not really himself many friends out there today. He was involved in an incident in qualifying earlier on when he took out uh, the uh, RS1 Porsche at the final corner. Just didn't see him turn right down on him and he, he uh, that ended both their sessions. Uh, the, well, it ended the entire session because there was a red flag as a result of that. Uh, and uh, there was a red flag also the last time out at Watkins Glen, but at least this time everybody, uh, pretty much everybody had completed uh, two or three representative laps, unlike at Watkins Glen where only half the field really turned a lap. But uh, so the race is now, it's sort of settling down, isn't it? And uh, Matt Pombo is uh, taking advantage of that uh, little miscue by the Chevy to pull away now from uh, Chris Miller, who's got himself back up into second place ahead of Gary, uh, Harry, Harry Gottsegger. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, Parker Thompson, that train behind him is extending now. It's six cars in what is effectively the battle for the lead in GS. And overall, Parker Thompson, oh. again, super consistent lap times. Uh-oh. Uh, Matt Pombo into the pit lane. I've got a penalty for the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW, number 43, Sean Quinlan, incorrect starting driver. That'll be a stop and 30 for that car. However, this is the TCR leadership, Adam, coming to its box, and they are ready to fuel it. What's going on here? Well, they're going to take advantage of the car being stopped, add some fuel, put it up on the air jacks, and they are changing front tires for Matt Pombo. Remember, he stayed out through the entirety of qualifying using every last minute. Perhaps he just ran out of grip. It doesn't look like it's any kind of issue with the car. I'm happy to report uh, they are actually left checking front. within the front wheel. Well, now that I say that, left front and right front, uh, they've given the thumbs up to say, let's put the new Michelin tires onto the car. Matt Pombo, nowhere near minimum drive time yet. But this is the car that lives again after a crash of Watkins Glen. It took a lot of effort from the entire LA Honda World crew and indeed Honda Worldwide to get it living once again. It was help from Italy, help from all over the world, and the car rumbles back out onto the racetrack. This is not day done for them. That looks as though they may have been struggling with some kind of steering issue. Hard to say, but certainly they were in the wheel arches on both sides looking around the front wheels with an hour and 45 still to go this is all that was all a bit weird jeremy down yeah. at la honda world very much so. i'm sure shale go and have a word with the team and find out what exactly what the problem was because I, I, that, there's no way that was a scheduled stop uh, i'm sure for that number 37 guy he d didn't seem to be losing any time i mean he was still out in front of the field at that Indeed. stage when he came into the pit lane so uh, curious uh, there's uh, more to that story than has currently met the eye as now frank depew has been passed by a couple of cars around the outside and he pulls right across in front of him oh you know for goodness sake frank come on uh, pay attention uh, please and the number 59 mustang has gone around that's bob mccallion for core motorsport in 11th position now Let's find a gear, Bob. He's trying to restart it and get that going. We'll keep an eye on that. That looks like it's at Moss 
for me at the top of the circuit. Yes, it is. Meantime, Shea Adam can give us an update on why the leading TCR car came into the pit lane. Bear with me for a second, Shea. Just going to see what happened to Bob McKillian. Did he actually get a tap? Yes, he did. Uh, and that was the multicoloured Aston Martin that went through uh, the accelerating performance machine of Moise Oretsky, who's come into the pit lane. Meantime, what happened with the Honda? Shea Adam. We've, uh, we've got a car coming back into the pits, and it is the 37. Once again, I was talking to the team owner, Mario Benuto. He informed me it's a brake issue, and this is not a track where you are okay to have any kind of a brake issue. So they brought Matt back into the pit lane. They want to diagnose it and fix it before they send him back out because this car, as I mentioned, was just fully rebuilt. So they want to make sure that all the brakes are working perfectly before they send him back out on the track. Oh, that is such a shame. They're looking again around the front end of that car. Under the right front wheel arch in particular, the five-stud rim is going back on there. and They're making sure that the wheel has seated properly. And I, I think they might have a hub problem here that's manifesting itself as some vibration when they do brake. But I think they've got a hub or a hub carrier problem. Now they've had a bit of a wiggle. Now they put the wheel back on again. This is very odd, excellent work to get the five studs back on again. The car goes out, spins one of the studs out from underneath the right front wheel. Meantime, at the front of TCR, Chris Miller uh, with a decent lead between himself and Harry Gottsacker. And then behind them, there's a great battle going on. Brian Ortiz uh, having a wee bit of a battle with the number 98 at the moment. Uh, and that is the Mason Felipe car. That is battle for third and fourth in TCR as they go past one of their Turner BMWs that's slowed right up as well. So all sorts of GS cars here, Jeremy, out of position. And the TCR cars, which are quick round here, they've got a lot of downforce. They're quick through the medium and high-speed corners, and that is causing problems for the leading TCR cars. Well, it certainly is, yeah, because uh, you're right, they can carry a lot more speed through the corners than uh, particularly the, the, uh, the cars farther down the order in GS. Uh, but it certainly makes for exciting racing. But uh, in TCR now, uh, Chris Miller has that lead and he's pulled out a couple of seconds now over Harry Gottsacker in car number 33. Uh, and then behind him, there's, uh, well, Frank Dupuis still in, that, in, that, in the middle there of it all, but uh, he's... Uh, you staying out of the way this time. That's good to see. Look, I'm super impressed by Parker Thompson. Oh, yeah. I always have been at the front of the field. Every lap so far has been within, well, now within two tenths of a second. But that's uh, 11 laps in a row, all within two tenths of a second, all but one of them within one tenth of a second. That's fantastic consistency. Uh, and finally, now he's got a little bit of a break, about a, about a second over Rory van der Sturt in the Aston Martin in second position. Similar car. A few plum running nicely in third place. Then they've edged out just a little bit from the first of the Mercedes. That's Kenny Murillo, the championship leader. And then the motorsports in action, McLaren. So we've got four different uh, cars in the top five positions. Two Aston Martins, a Toyota leading, and a Mercedes and McLaren. Uh, and they all seem to be pretty closely matched. Fastest lap of the race, however, has been set by Robert McGuinness in that number 95 uh, Turner Motorsport BMW, that's the car that hasn't had any problems so far. Robert started only in the 17th position. He's now moved up uh, 10 places in the opening 13 laps of this race to run seventh 
right now, and he's closing the gap quite quickly to Michael DeMio in the phase competition by MC squared, kind of a 78. Uh, out from behind the wall, the number 13 uh, Jensen Altman car. We've got a 40, uh, the 44 car taking a penalty. That's Moise Oretsky, but he's just gone behind the wall for Aston Martin and for accelerating performance. Uh, that's a drive-through when he comes back. That's the incident responsibility uh, with uh, Bob McCallion and Core Motorsports. And Shea Adam has some more news uh, about the Honda, which is back in again, Cher. The second time it came in was because the right front tire was actually flat. That was the new one that they put on. So they put a new tire, another new tire on the car, sent it back out again. The next lap, Matt reported the same thing, still having the braking issues. So it's not a tire-related problem, and it's not handling. It's just when he pushes the middle pedal, it doesn't quite do what it's supposed to. They are looking again, thank you, Shea. They are looking again at that right front uh, hub and how that tyre is mounting. I wonder if there's something catching there that caught the inner shoulder uh, of the of the Michelin tyre on the right front. Uh, just to reiterate, as I said before, we went to Shea, Jensen Altman car is back out at least onto the pit lane, the McCombie McAleer Ford Mustang. That was the car that was uh, involved in that first incident, waiting to hear <laughs> what happens there. And it is now leaving the pit lane dead last and three laps off the lead. Uh, a chuckle from Jeremy Shaw normally <laughs> yes. signals we have a decent battle. And oh my, do we, in TCR. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple of GS cars that are holding up this train. Gary Ferreira and George Stakos, the two bronze cup per category drivers in this race, they are leading this train of one, two, three, four, five, six TCR cars that are absolutely nose to tail. Led by Taylor Hagler, kind of a one. That's the uh, two-time defending series champion. She's running fourth position at the moment in uh, car number one, but right behind her, Victor Gonzalez come up from the back of the grid, as she was saying earlier on that car. They had some uh, data logging problems in qualifying, so didn't get a run. So a really good run by Victor in the early stages of this race. Then next up is Roy Block, who's uh, already uh, won uh, a couple of races this season, including the most recent race at Watkins Glen a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago in the Alfa Romeo. Then behind him are the uh, the, the two Rockwell Autosport Development Audis sandwiching Dr. Will Talley in the second of the earlier Honda World Civics. Great stuff. And Victor Gonzalez goes through into fourth position after Taylor Hagler got caught up behind some of the other traffic coming out the final corner at turn 10, White's corner. And so there is a change there. It's the Honda now that holds uh, that position a couple of bits of housekeeping here official retirement i'm afraid for bryce ward how things can change uh, what a run at detroit a couple of races ago and now uh, already out of the race also the 91 car that is brian ortiz for van der Steer racing in the elantra that car has gone behind the wall. Matt Pombo's gone back out again with the wobbly right front wheel or whatever it is. And a reminder that the Aston Martin Vantage Moise Oretsky, the accelerating performance number 44 car has gone behind the wall. Uh, that will have a penalty when it comes back out of the pit lane. Still waiting to see if there's any penalty assessed uh, on the... Uh, 
on that opening lap incident that we saw earlier on. I would say no now, if I'm honest, because um, they'd normally do them in chronological order. And as th those incidents were after it, that looks very much to me uh, as if uh, that is not going to be penalised for that. Uh, and the good news is that car is back out and on the track, the 13 car. But as I said a moment or two ago, that has dropped uh, three laps behind the leader, who is Parker Thompson. He's pulled down a handy one-second lead and continues to lap in the 124 low areas. His best is a 124 flat. That's not the quickest time out there. Robert McGuinness has had a 23.5, so half a second quicker, but it's the consistency of the Hattori Motorsports, Toyota GR Super GT4 and Parker Thompson that really really impresses. Now he comes up to some traffic going to share Adam in a moment and it is the number 56 of Jeff Mosing in the Marillo racing car uh, that is on the back straight now and the leader will pull to the left hand side and deal with that as we go to share Adam who has Tyler Maxson. Tyler I'm so sorry to be talking to you when your car is behind the wall but drive shaft issues from you guys I saw the white smoke exiting the pit box this hurts even more than when you guys are so close in points. Yeah exactly it's uh, it's unfortunate but hopefully get it fixed and get back out and at least try to get some points. It, it sucks. It's not what we wanted, but especially when the points are this close, but I guess hopefully we can get as many points as we can. That's what it's about at this stage, is just trying to get it fixed as quickly, because it looks like carnage out there. Anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, you never want to hope for anybody else to have bad luck, but that's kind of what we got to hope for at this point, and just, yeah, get as many points as possible and do as good as we can the rest of the year. Thanks, Tyler. Best of luck at the next one. Yeah, thanks. Just to note, we have still not had the number 43, Sean Quinlan, uh, driven Stephen Cam Cameron racing car in to serve its penalty for incorrect starting driver. And that must be getting close to uh, being its four times by the start-finish line. That was a stop plus 30 uh, for that car. Uh, if it doesn't come in, it'll it'll get more penalty and it will just stop getting scored if it doesn't come yeah. in. 93 minutes still to go. We've had plenty of action, but very impressive Parker Thompson out in front now by 1.3 seconds. Rory van der Stern second for Aston Martin. Third, Hugh Plum for Team TGM, also for Aston Martin. Then the best of the AMG Mercedes. Kenny Marillo, the number 72 car. Alex Filsinger for Motorsport in Action. This is a good run for the... Relatively new, McLaren Artura GT4 in fifth position. And Michael DeMeo in the number six Thiers competition by MC Squared. A car that was on the podium at Detroit. Still right there as well. Uh, and still well within sight. Seven seconds away from the leaders. And the top, what, seven or so, still within striking distance of the leader. Who is working his way through traffic now. Jeremy Shaw at the bottom of turn two. Yeah, that was the first lap in this race for Parker Thompson, lap 19, that wasn't on either a 1 minute 24.1 or a 1 minute 
two, uh, I guess there's been a couple of threes in there as well, but just amazing. That, that was a 124.6 for Parker as he threaded his way through a lot of traffic there, but this has been a really impressive drive for him. But of course, he still hasn't pulled away much. He's only just over a second ahead of Rory Vanderstow, He's doing an excellent job in second position. That's the car that was involved in that horrific wreck at, uh, well, frightening wreck, wasn't really horrific, it was, it was, it was frightening at, uh, at Detroit when he was assaulted by uh, Robert McGinnis in the tournament motorsport BMW right uh, at the halfway point in the race. Uh, the team has built, they built up a new car in record time to get ready for the race at Watkins Glen. And now Rory has put that car second on the grid and still running in second position as well. That's the number 19 Aston Martin running just ahead of the team TGM similar car. Moment or two ago, a very wide moment for the leader down at turn two as he was picking his way past the TCR traffic and went very wide to get past Eric Rockwell in the second uh, of the uh, a best place of the Rockwell Autosport Development Audis. Alex is running a couple of places behind with Dr. William Talley in between them in the Civic from LA Honda World. It is still Chris Muller. Uh, Chris Miller that leads by about three quarters of a second now. Harry Gottsacker and Mason Felipe have cleared the traffic. Mason's a bit further back, some 13 seconds. Uh, but once Harry Gottsacker cleared the traffic, he's been able to close back in on Chris Miller. They're in 15th and 16th, three quarters of a second apart. But at the moment, the race being dominated and controlled, I would say, at the front of the field by Parker Thompson. This is a very impressive run for him and for Hattori Motorsports, brand new team to the championship, the Toyota GR Super GT4, we know it's a quick car, it has been somewhat fragile in side-to-side -side close combat in the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge in the past. At the moment, it's free and clear as the leader of the race is coming up to what will be sixth position in TCR as they go across the line. Now and then Rory Vanderstur in the white and blue. Aston with the yellow bands on the front. That's the second place car. Third is Hugh Plum in the mostly white but with orange and metallic blue. Another Aston coming up behind uh, one of the core racing cars at the moment. That will be the Ford Mustang of Bob McCallion in 24th position overall and 18th in class. So a lot of lappery going on here, Jeremy. This is the time that you can get, uh, you can make big time or you can lose big time, but what you don't want to do is end up in the wall. Very true, absolutely right. And it's, it's a tricky part of the race uh, for everybody, whether you're in a faster car in GS class or a slower car in TCRs. Uh, and uh, here's a battle now with uh, the stage competition. Mercedes Mukit looking inside, I think, making the pass at Moss Corner on the Mia McLaren. That is the battle now for uh, fifth and sixth positions. Does Demio have it? He's a local guy. He's from the Toronto area. Made his debut, very impressive debut at Detroit uh, with Mark Miller. They finished uh, right up there on the podium first time out. Uh, it's only been a partial season this year, but he's, uh, yeah, he's made that pass stick and he's got for good measure, a couple of cars between himself and the McLaren. In fact, also I think past that McLaren is uh, Robert McGinnis, who's charged right up into the picture in kind of a 95. Correct, Jeremy, absolutely right. So the black and gold Thiers AMG of Robert, Mc, uh, Robert 
McGuinness, excuse me, of Michael DeMeo, now up to fifth. Robert McGuinness in the blue and yellow Turner Motorsport car up into sixth position. Uh, the Motorsport in action, Mia McLaren, Alex Filsinger in seventh position. Now, couple again, a bit of housekeeping. Bad news, I'm afraid, if you're following accelerating performance and the Aston Martin Vantage. Sorry about this, Sarah, up in crew, who I know is the big Aston Martin fan tuned into us in Sound and Vision tonight. Uh, watching and listening for free in the UK. Uh, that 44 accelerating performance car has officially retired. Shea Adam has been watching cars serving penalty. Shea, who came through the pit lane? Stephen Cameron Racing finally came down for incorrect starting driver and sat with Richard in the penalty box for a whole 30 seconds. And we just had Vin Barletta back down the pit lane in the 96 Turner Motorsport BMW. Not sure what that penalty was for, though, John. Uh, that would have been contact earlier on, Shit. Uh, haven't seen that on the race control channel, but that I'm, presu that I'm presuming was for that contact uh, early on, earlier on in the race uh, that had... Uh, now, who was it who it turned around? Can't remember now, but that was a car that did... Uh, it was Bryce Ward, wasn't it, who went around? Thank you, Shit. Said that in my ear. Mercy Bukoop for that. So, at IMSA Radio, if you can break away from this for a second and you want to tweet us uh, on Twitter. Hello to Sam Pierce. Uh, might just be me, says, but the rear brake discs on the leading number 50 Supra already glowing cherry red as he was going through the traffic. We'll keep an eye on that, Sam. Good mm. eyes. We'll keep an eye because what you don't want here, Jeremy, is to have any issues with braking. There's a couple of big stops here, isn't there? Back into the pits again. This is going to be a long afternoon and early evening for Matt Pombo and Elia Honda World. This is their fifth time into the pit lane with right front issues on that car. Meantime, the lead all of a sudden and uh, to quote the new Carrie Bradshaw TV programme. And just like that, Parker Thompson is four and a half seconds in the lead, Jeremy. Indeed he is, and not only that, but the gap, gap between second and third is also over four seconds. So uh, Parker Thompson there, again, that consistency, brilliant work through the traffic, pulled out four seconds over Rory van der Stur, uh, And surprisingly, with all his experience, Hugh Plum has fallen a similar, similar margin behind Rory in third position. Now he's He's got about a couple of seconds in hand over Michael DeMio, who has moved himself ahead of uh, Kenny Murillo, as has Robert McGuinness. So McGuinness, in that kind of 95, started 17th, remember, and he's now up into the fifth position and, closing and, and running right with Michael DeMio. That's the battle for fourth and fifth. And we have one hour, 25 minutes and 40, 39, 38 seconds to go in this enthralling oh. encounter for the IMSA Michelin and Pilot Challenge Chevrolet Grand Prix. By the way, John, if I might add, uh, uh, Parker Thompson's last lap time was a 1 minute 24.2. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's back. He's back. As soon as Fantastic. he, I mean, he's got a little bit of traffic on the Andretti straight at the moment, but once he deals with that, there's a decent gap to Frank Depew, so he must be up with the RV Motorsports Mercedes and George Stakos. So once he has cleared George, which I think he's just done as he went into turn eight, yes he has, he's now got um, 
a short straight at least, the almost the length of the front straight before he catches up with the Camaro. Now, this is really important for the number 71 that it stays on the lead lap. And we've got, what, six minutes, call that five minutes to go before the 40 minutes of drive time is up. Down the hill to turn two then, the leader in elegant isolation, that red, white and black Toyota Supra GR, Gazoo Racing. Gazoo, of course, the uh, online car sales site that was founded by Akio Toyoda many years ago. It was miles ahead of its time, never really took off uh, at the time that it started, but just kept bubbling under and the racing arm named after it for Gazoo Racing GR. And with the Gazoo Racing name appended to a number of street cars now, including the Supra and Toyota's World Endurance Championship prototypes, also called GRs as well, with Gazoo Racing based out of the Toyota Motorsport Europe, TTE, as it used to be called in its rallying days. Yeah. Uh, Salika's Agogo from that. So, as we are creeping towards the 40-minute, Shea tells me on our talkback system from the pit lane that second drivers are suited and booted exactly as you would expect them to be. Chris Miller in a very impressive 14th position overall. Leads TCR from Harry Gottsacker by about eight tenths of a second with Mason Felipe another 15 seconds further back. That's Audi and the new Audi at that, not the uh, reverse or the swan necks rather on the back of that car. And that was the first pull for that version of the Audi TCR with the rear aerofoil mounted with the swan necks that come up from behind the aerofoil. That cleans the air onto that rear wing so that off the rear window and the roof there's actually a cleaner line onto the back of that car and the Audi already having a little aerodynamic advantage because it isn't a hatchback and notice as well that in the last couple of years uh, Hyundai have gone to the more saloon like sedan like Elantra it's a bit more of a fastback but it does have a little rear deck there, which helps. Oh, and a bit of a slide from Chris Miller going through the first part of turn three. So he's climbing, climbing the hill there. And that, Jeremy Shaw, is just a little bit of encouragement for Gottsacker in second. Yeah, indeed, of course. Harry Gottsacker, he's going to be sharing this number uh, 98 car with, excuse me, the 33 car uh, with uh, the Canadian driver, Robert Wickens, who's uh, waiting not at all patiently on the pit wall to, to take his turn uh, in, the, in the latter half of this race. So TCR's taken to about, around about an hour, i.e. halfway through this race. If it goes green all the way, uh, they could do just about ha uh, halfway through, so they'll be staying out for quite a long time yet. But the GS cars, they cannot do an hour unless it's a, a lot of yellow flag. So as soon as the 40 minutes are up, which is about another minute and a bit, by another lap or so, we will see some of the GS contenders into the pit lane for their scheduled driver changes. Uh, the guy on the move uh, at the moment, Michael DeMio uh, oh, from wow. 
uh, Toronto up into third position now. He got past Hugh Plum a couple of laps ago, and that number 78 car up into third position. That's the Thades competition by MC Squared Mercedes AMG. And what a, a great debut it has been for that team. Well, great debut it was at, uh, at uh, Detroit, and now just that team's second race and running right up at the front as well. They are going to do some more races before the end of the season is what we're hearing and hopefully culminating at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta uh, for the Petit Le Mans, the Motul Petit Le Mans weekend. Mark Miller instrumental in getting this team to the track and did more than his bit at Detroit but I've been very impressed with Michael DeMeo. Uh, has experience, Jeremy. It's not as if he is a rabbit. He raced a few years ago, but he's had a few years out of the cockpit, and he's come no. back as if he's not. I mean, he's lost none of his. Uh, he's lost not lost none of his speed, and he's uh, and he's hunger. No, a year or so out of the car, perhaps. But uh, you know, he's he's had success in the past. He won. The, uh, the TC Championship in, in SRO back in the World Challenge Series back in 2014. Uh, he's done a fair bit of uh, Canadian GT3 racing in Porsches uh, and also driven the, driven the uh, GT3 car for uh, Acura, uh, for the uh, Compass Racing team as well. So, you know, lots of experience, all sorts of different sorts of cars uh, and just getting back in the swing of it, but uh, clearly doing an excellent job here. And uh, he's he's not losing it out at all now. Having made that pass for second position, that's he closed down a little bit on Rory van der Stur in uh, second place as Parker Thompson continues to extend his lead just little by little at the front in car number 50. So Canadians running a first and third and seventh with Alex Filsinger at the moment. And a whole bunch more Canadians will get in for the second stint of this race. Got a slow Hyundai coming out of turn number six and I think uh, it was one of the hurt cars and going to have to see is Ted Giovannis pits uh, just over the uh, 40 minutes and Frank Depew as well now I, which of the cars was that that was running slowly I think it was the 33 unfortunately it was the 33 no, it's number not. One. It's the number one. It's the number one. That's Taylor Hagler with a left front tyre issue. Just caught, caught sight of it. It's not the worst thing that can happen here because that is Taylor's drive time, although they would have wanted to go a little bit deeper into the race. Shea Adam is in the pit lane watching the GS stops and that number one car in the pit lane. A couple laps ago, John, they ran out to the wall to take a closer look at that number one Hyundai, just trying to make sure that everything was good on it, and decided, yes, it was. But the crew has been up on the wall. Michael Lewis ready to jump aboard this two times championship winning car for about the last eight minutes. So they have been ready for her to come in at any given point in time. But yes, making it just to the minimum drive time. This is the first TCR stop, and they cannot go the end on this one they will need to come in for more fuel assuming we stay green we did have two gs cars come in on the far end of the pit lane that was ted giovannis handing over the 64 aston martin from T tgm to previous race winner owen trankler and the race winner from 2019 that would be frank depew handing over to two-time race winner robin
Dell for the Rebel Rock Camaro. The Will Sports Car, we welcome back two Bronze Cup runners in this week's uh, entry. The 11 has done their driver change, so Gary Ferreira handing over to Chris Wilson. And indeed, Steve Quinlan, uh, Sean Quinlan, excuse me, the number 43, Stephen Cameron Racing BMW. That is also in. We are now having Greg Leofouge put into that car. And now finally, the 88 Archangel Racing Aston Martin. This car comes in. Todd Coleman staying in the pit lane, handing over to 20... What would that have been? 2018, I think it was, race winner, Kyle Marcelli. Thank you, Cher. Hello to Chris Baller, who's Baller, who's uh, trackside, first time at the NIMSA weekend. Glad to have you at the track with me. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for your support. Jerry Z tuned in uh, from Florida, and Zach Buchanan trackside still pointing out, along with a number of others, about those glowing brake discs on the lead car. Still leading in TCR, the Audi of... Unitronics, JDC, and a decent bit of clear track ahead of Chris Miller at the moment. Scraps going on down the field, coming into the final corner. BMW from Turner Motorsport, then the team GTTGM number 46. Uh, now with Owen Trinkler on board and right behind, uh, with Hugh Plum on board, excuse me, with Kenny, uh, Kenny Marillo right behind him. So that's fourth, fifth and sixth. Robert McGuinness, Hugh Plum and Kenny Marillo still yet to pit. Robert McGuinness with the fastest lap of the race, by the way, in that fourth place, blue, yellow and white. Number 95 BMW right up behind one of the Aston Martins at the moment and flicks out to the right-hand side to make that pass uh, as he has got pressure from behind. Imperious at the front of the field with a 10 and a half second lead with still one hour and 15 minutes to go, Parker Thompson. Well, Jeremy, already 45 minutes uh, expired in this race. Uh, the leader comes round, eschews the opportunity to come in the pit lane, down the front straight now for Parker Thompson. Van der Stur and Rory Van der Stur doing nicely in second. Just gradually being caught by Michael Tomeo in that fierce competition by MC Squared Mercedes. That's the car yes. I think we've got to keep an eye on, Jeremy. Yeah, indeed. And uh, behind him now is uh, Robert McGuinness, who's got past Hugh Plum. Both of those two cars have now uh, passed uh, Hugh Plum. I think uh, Michael Demio did it about uh, six or seven laps ago. McGuinness has just made that pass into fourth position and Hugh Plum down to fifth. Uh, and as you say, uh, Michael Demio, 2.3 seconds the gap from, uh, from him in third position to the second place car. That's halved the gap in the last four laps. So he's pulled it, pulling him in a half a second a lap. And Robert McGuinness, though, as you said, John, he's already set the fastest lap of the race. He's just gone personal best too. Uh, through sector one as well. So McGuinness is still charging hard in that number 95 BMW, number 96 car running second in the championship. Well, that had problems early on, and it's now up to Robert McGuinness to fly that flag for Turner Motorsport, who's had uh, a couple of one-two finishes already this year. Yeah, Vim Barletta is still behind the wheel of the number 96. He sits down in 30th overall, 21st in the GS run. He's been down the pit lane twice. One of those was... It, uh, was a penalty and he is five laps off the lead so this now is just about garnering some points and trying to pass anyone else who has problems at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with Jeremy 
and me, John Heindorf, in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. I still wonder, and well, I wonder, should I say, as Eric Figueras peels in to the pit lane for the RS1, the dark grey machine with the uh, green on it into the pit lane. When will Parker Thompson come at the end of his fuel, I suspect? Sheer, you've got the CBW Racing RS1 machine with you. And it's a driver change as uh, Stephen McAleer is climbing aboard this Porsche. Great job in the opening stint for Eric Lugaris to climb his way all the way up well inside the top 10 as another Porsche was just in getting fuel tires in a driver change. And that was BGB Motorsports. It's now Spencer Pompelli aboard that car. There's still damage on the side of the 28 RS1 Porsche remnants from this morning's contact, but the crew working very diligently to get it fully repaired. And four new Michelin tires going on and one very fired up Scotsman. So watch out, everybody, because Stephen is about to head out on the track and John just before you mentioned those brake discs glowing on the rear of our leaders car they are fully aglow to the point where I can see nothing but red at the rear of that car as he comes past me on the straight nowhere near the brake pedal that sounds like that might be dragging a bit my goodness how much quicker could he go if they weren't dragging two uh, Mustangs battling away at the end of the Mario Andretti straight. The number 13 back in the fight is Jensen Altsman. He is uh, several laps down uh, on the leader now after being unceremoniously turned around. That didn't get a penalty earlier on, which I have to say I'm very surprised at. That looks like uh, serious and consistent contact between those two cars but it hasn't been called so it's not for us to say much more than that uh, Jensen back out again now and having dropped uh, some quite a lot of laps to the field he's uh, 13 laps off the lead he was having a wee bit of a battle there not for position uh, with the number 59 Bob McKeeley and Core Motorsport Bob staying out but now off the lead lap Parker Thompson continues to stretch his lead and continues, Jeremy, this metronomic lap time, which we often talk about not necessarily how fast people can go, although he's not exactly being tardy at the moment. His best lap is a 24-0 in that car. His laps are 20, 24-1s, 2s, 3s, and a few sixes in traffic but this has been extraordinary the variance is going to be next to nothing when we look at his stint average astonishing yeah i mean seriously impressive this is uh, by parker thompson uh, uh now 13 seconds a gap from first to second uh, hugh plum by the way continues his slide he just lost another position in kind of a 46 to kenny marillo in the mercedes kind of a 72 then championship leader up into uh, fifth position now uh, and uh, puts Hugh Plum who was running uh, th for third place and running right with the leaders early on down into sixth. Just out of his uh, running with his teammate now but he's the uh, number 64 car it's already at least a couple of laps down after that opening stint by Ted Giovannis. Ted uh, uh, it's now Owen Trinkler driving then that number 64 car. Correct. That car you might remember finished third on the road at uh, Watkins Glen that's the good news because the, the bad news is it failed post-race tech ah. and went to the back. Uh, finished second on the road, but uh, yeah, the rear wing was found to be uh, out of kilter. 
uh, as was the there was, it happened with another car as well I thought at Watkins Glen it was the uh, number 88 car yes okay yeah, Billy, Billy Johnson yeah, Billy car. Johnson and Todd Coleman they had a good result and that went away as well and uh, there was a similar problem for another Aston Martin uh, uh, a couple of races ago as well but here now is a pit stop for the second placed car and Sheer Adam is watching Kenny Marillo who's also in the pit lane for Marillo Racing Sheer our championship leader comes to a stop they're going to do four new tires Kristen Sechuk and a lot of fuel in this Mercedes as back down the pit lane the service goes on for the Vanderster racing Aston Martin and leaving the pit box and actually very nearly taking out the Alfa Romeo with Scott Andrews who's just taken over for Anton Diaz Pereira the Alfa with full service two new tires for them as they don't really need to do the four the back two are just there to hold the exhaust off the ground but Tim Lewis Jr. climbing aboard for the Alfa Romeo team that's won two races so far this year still waiting on fuel for the Aston Martin still waiting on fuel for the Mercedes the Aston got into its box way before the Mercedes but honestly I think Marilla Racing is going to get their pit stop done first all right Vanderster is rolling and coming down the pit lane we're still waiting on on the field for the Mercedes, but they are going to be much closer when they leave than when they came in. That's a very good stop for Murillo. 33. Harry oh, got Sackett from second in f uh, from second in TCR and Parker Thompson for Hattori Motorsports with still an hour and seven minutes to go into the pit lane. Shea Adam can't go to the end from here. Nope, he can't, but Billy Johnson has been known to work miracles before, and he knows how to win the race at this track. Remember the beautiful lap that he did after finding victory a few years ago where he just did one giant smoky burnout? He told me earlier it'd be a lot harder to do that with the Toyota, but I'm up to the challenge. He and Parker Thompson here to do one thing this weekend, and that is to get Toyota to the victory lane for the first time in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. As into the pits is also the number 46 team TGM Aston Martin. That is Hugh handing over to Matt as the driver change is going on. Both plums, by the way, I should say. And no, new tires for the Aston Martin. We've got the 56 Murillo racing car in as well. That's Eric Foss taking over for Jeff Mosing, the car which found victory last year in the hands of Eric Foss and Mark Miller. Mark Miller waiting on the pit wall to get into a different car. The Thays competition Mercedes. No hint of them pitting yet as the car drops off the air jacks for the Toyota and away goes Hattori. Very good pit stop for their first time in sports car racing. Supported by a number of Toyota dealers, including Don Valley North. Nothing to do uh, with the River Don in the UK. That's just out of uh, Toronto. As you come up towards uh, the racetrack here in Bowman, Ontario, Bowmanville, Ontario. So, new leader Robert McGuinness leads for Turner Motorsport, but us as a pit stop. In comes the number 78 black and gold phase uh, machine and Michael Tomeo will get out uh, and that is a driver change brand new sticker Michelin's to go on Mark Miller to get in there Kev Hamilton says this circuit has some huge commitment corners such a gem of a track fantastic to see GS and especially the TCR cars moving around in close quarter battles Marcos Milonos uh, says, great to see the TCR field battling with the slower GS cars. Uh, and Dave Lister noticed quite correctly up in Middlesbrough there that Robin Liddell set the new fastest lap of the GS race on his first flying lap in the Chevy Camaro for Rebel Rock Racing, 122.9. 
It is the new mark for Robin. He's in 16th in the GS, but still a lap off the lead uh, with the top cars just about to come in. Hello to Liam Harrow. Here's an interesting thought about that leading number 50 car. We'll keep an eye on this. Do we think the traction control might be too intrusive or malfunctioning on Parker Thompson's at number 50. Now that car handed over to Billy Johnson. We'll keep an eye. I like your thinking. I like uh, I like your thinking. Changing the pit lane, Shea Adam. Just as much competition on the pit lane, even on the pit lane speed limit and between the cruises <laughs> there is out on the track. And it was a wonderful effort by the hometown heroes Mia and their McLaren because the Motorsport and Action crew got their car just slightly ahead of the phase competition Mercedes. Both excellent stops from both of the crews, and it meant that the McLaren is now ahead of the Mercedes. So that's a change for position in the pits. Four minutes to half distance, and that means that we've seen almost all of the GS cars come in, almost all, not including Robert McGuinness, who not only has been quick, Jeremy Shaw, but he's clearly quite frugal. They're staying out in the 95 and lead the motor race. Yeah, and uh, you, know, he, you talked about it earlier on several times, he set the fastest lap of the race, has Robert McGuinness, or had set the fastest lap of the race, I should say, uh, has Robert McGuinness. But also his last two laps were both 1 minute 24.0, 124.02, 124.07, and he's still staying out there. Mm. It's an amazing run by Robert McGuinness in that tournament of what BMW to get this much uh, out of a tank of fuel, way more than any of the other contenders in GS, well, a couple and, of laps more. And now he's only a couple of laps away from half distance. And if he's made half distance with a formation lap, um, you know, far be it from me to say, but surely that car could go to the end on a single stop, which I didn't think was possible here. And no. we'll have to see how that plays out. The number 50 car that has been leading the race now in third billy johnson uh, has chris miller right in front of him that is the leading tcr car they're at moss corner now turn of six and seven heading back onto the andretti straight and billy johnson for so long a blue oval driver will pull out to the right hand side and blast past chris miller chris will drop in behind get a little bit of a draft here i'm sure and just follow that number 50 GR Supra through turn number eight, the right hander. Yeah, it took Billy Johnson a couple of laps to get past it him. It did, but Billy, he's looking. He's the uh, leader coming in from TCR, Jeremy. Sorry, uh, just yep. peeling off there, Chris Miller. So, yeah. again, this is pretty much exactly halfway through the race, and Chris Miller has stayed out there for a long time as well. Bob McKeelian hasn't stopped. And Mason Felipe hasn't stopped. Oh, check that. Yes, he has. Just coming into the pit lane now uh, with Chris Miller, Mason Felipe, and Robert McGuinness also in the pit lane. Shea Adams watching the TCR leader in the pits. It's going to be a very long stop for Robert McGuinness because he's used up every drop of fuel in the tank as he jumps out of the car and hands over to Cameron Lawrence, a guy who's very good on going long distances on a little bit of fuel. Into the pits came two cars, very relevant from TCR, the 98 Hyundai of Brian Herta Autosport. This car now being driven by Mark Wilkins, one of two drivers in this race who won in TCR last year. The second driver is his co-driver, well, was last year Robert Wilkins. Robert waiting to get into the 33. So both of these guys 
be able to go out and fight it out for Canadian honor on the racetracks. And both cars will be getting four new tires. Now, interesting for JDC, it looks like fuel and driver change. I see no tires, so that is a different strategy. Here's Robert Wiggins coming down the front straight. He's going to take the lead here as he goes through in TCR. And the number 50 Supra is just coming round to the final corner now with Billy Johnson. This is going to be tight. A pit exit, the blue Supra coming down the front straight now, has the speed and will come through with Billy Johnson in the number 50 and sweep through. There's the BMW on his right-hand side. They'll be side-by-side side going over the top of the brow. And that, I believe, is Billy Johnson going back into the lead. That is a super job by all concerned. But what a gain, net gain, Jeremy Shaw, by the Turner Motorsport guys to be that close to the leader. Yeah, I mean, look, Robert McGuess, I talked about just a couple of minutes ago, he was turning some super lap times right at the end of that stint. Uh, low woman at 24s, uh, two of them in a row after 38 laps. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, he's now right on the tail of the leader and he's slotted himself in between the first and what was previously the second place cars. That's the number 19 Aston Martin with Austin McCusker now driving that car. Uh, and they're all a lot closer than they were to that number 50 uh, Hattori Motorsports Toyota. So I think it must have been a, a slightly longer stop for the uh, Toyota than the other contenders. Do we have laps? I, the uh, pit stop time. My, my interest doing. here, Jeremy, is how much earlier the Supra stopped and whether it can get to the end because I've got a feeling that the number 95 car, uh, now with uh, Cameron Lawrence behind the wheel for Turner Motorsport, the car with the yellow and blue and the white bonnet, the white hood, I reckon that car's not a million miles from going to the end. It's probably only a lap or two, if that, from going to the end. The Toyota stopped, what, three laps earlier? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm astonished that the BMW was able to go as far as it did. I, would, I mean, I would have thought, you know, 38 laps, which is about 55 minutes, that, that's about the limit I, normally for GS cars. Um, but uh, they've stolen the march here as that BMW team of Turner Motorsport. And they've uh, stayed out there longer than everybody else. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody else has an opportunity to get to the end without a pit stop. Uh, I really don't. No. Um, well, so certainly not I at full speed, Jeremy. It would have to be a lot of fuel saving. Well, well I mean, even, even then, I mean, like I say, Robert McGuinness was turning uh, as laps quicker, quicker than the race leader on his 39th lap. Uh, from Shear in the pit lane, she has the pit stop times 1.17 for Turner Motorsport, 124 for the Supra. And maybe yeah. we can shed some light on the rear wheels as well. And Quentin Osborne has got the really good eyes. Red highlights painted on the rear wheels of that car. And I've looked closely at this now as well. And I think that might just be slightly playing tricks on what we could have seen. Marcos Milonas also spot that as well. Maybe. Uh, to mark the valve stem location and uh, that might just be throwing us off uh, a little bit on the back of that car certainly hasn't been oh yeah I see that now uh, I think that might have been throwing us off certainly hasn't been slowing it down but what we have is a really splendid race 
at the front of the field. When the leader in TCR came in, by the way, they went to work on the two front wheels and just the front wheels on that car. And what was going on from over the wall as well there? But that car has dropped into second place and now is some 20, two zero seconds behind Robert Wiggins. I said that the 33 car was coming through at the time we were watching the leaders in GS, but Wiggins has gone through and cleared off Jeremy Shaw in the TCR battle. He has, you're absolutely right. And uh, if they can stretch their fuel, uh, it'll be, uh, they'll have to do 70 minutes because number 33 car was in with the 50, 51 minutes uh, in the books, 36 laps, I think he completed on that first stint. If they can go 70 minutes, which I think is stretching it in, in a TCR, then uh, maybe they can pull off a, a remarkable uh, victory here. It will be the second year in a row for Robbie Wickens. Last year was, well, pretty dr dramatic because he hadn't driven a car here yeah. before the race. Yeah, you'll remember he had to uh, scoot home on, uh, scoot back to Indianapolis on the Friday of the race meeting when uh, his wife Carly was getting ready to deliver their first child. Uh, and there was some, so he, he, he scooted on home, came back in on Saturday night, hopped in the car Sunday, or I guess it was Friday night, got back in the car on Saturday morning, it was a Saturday race, of course, wasn't it? Uh, and uh, ended up with a win, uh, which was a, a, a fantastic performance by Robbie. And he's trying to repeat it again here uh, at, uh, at his home track. Spots of rain reported around the circuit as Robin Liddell has uh, just moved up another position uh, and was battling with Nola Sports' Elliot Skier. Uh, and just checking a couple of things. Tom Collingwood still shown behind the wheel of BGP Motorsports. Uh, uh, Spencer Pompelli in that car. It has to be at this yeah. time. Otherwise, he would not get his time in. But we'll check that as soon as we can. In meantime, down in the pit lane, Robert McGuinness, who drove a stunning first stint for Turner Motorsport. And let's not forget, this is a driver on probation, so had to be clean as well. Sheer Adam, magnificent stuff from Robert. I think the thing we all want to know, Rob, is how in the world did you manage to go that far on fuel and yet turn lap times that fast? Well, I mean, this car that Turner Motorsports gave me is awesome. It's fast everywhere. So that's great. That helps a lot when you're making your way through the pack. Um, just early on, there were a lot of guys that I had more pace than, and, you know, most sport, it's a tight, high commitment, fast track. So I really had to time my passes. Allowed me to save a lot of fuel out there behind some of these guys. I was saving, I mean, tons early on in the race. So I think it's worked out great. I think we're in a great spot, and I know Cameron's going to do a great job here. Well, I mean, you've got Don Slum on the box for you. We know that he knows how to win races because you've won two out of the last four. Turner has as a group. Is he going to be on the horn to Cameron saying, hey, save fuel anytime you can, or do you have to let him push as hard as he can? I don't know. Um, I haven't talked to Don. I just got out of the car. Um, Cameron's always at his best when he's just going flat out, right? That's where Cameron Lawrence says it is, like, happy place. So I hope we let him go and, you know, we can go fight for this thing. Hey, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. They must be thinking they can go to the end here, Jeremy. And a splash for Billy Johnson, maybe. Cameron Lawrence right underneath the rear wing of that Toyota down through. 
Clayton corner turn two. Now heading uphill at Quebec corner. Yeah. And at the moment, these two are three seconds ahead of Austin McCuskey in the Van der Stur racing car, who is not really gained a little bit last time, but he's not really making a charge at the moment. It's another nearly four seconds further back to Stephen McAleer in the RS1 number 28 Porsche. Good run for Jesse Lazar, the team from Motorsport in action, the Mia McLaren, Artura. Another six seconds further back, but we're still only talking 13 seconds yeah. for the lead for that 69 car. Yeah, that's right. And Jesse Lazar has been making making ground toward that car in front of him, which is Stephen McAleer. Uh, so uh, that, that McLaren is running really well at the moment. Last time around, but for Challenge for Jesse the lead, Lazar, 23.5. And this yeah, is the right. first time we've seen the turn of BMW out of the slipstream on the straight at the back of the circuit and for a moment Cameron Lawrence was alongside but on the wrong side of the car at the wrong side of the track but now pulls out the right hand side a little bit of blocking from Billy Johnson just moved to the middle of the front straight down towards turn one and Lawrence has been I wonder if Lawrence has been released here with 52 minutes to go have they told him his fuel numbers okay and now he can have a go and the super is moving around at the top of turn two and off goes Billy Johnson just lost the back end of the Super going across the rise down into turn two and there's a new leader and it's Cameron Lawrence for Turner Motorsport and that, other than the pit stop, is the first time that the Hattori Motorsports Toyota GR Supra has been headed and it is by Turner Motorsport. Indeed so, at, at three laps ago, Billy Johnson set that car's fastest lap of the race, a 123.87 for Billy, but uh, he wasn't able to pull away from the BMW. Not only that, uh, the BMW is a lot more consistent than the Toyota at this stage in the race. Plus, of course, it's, uh, it's got a, a, an immense fuel advantage at this stage. So uh, it's looking good now for Toyota Motorsport, yet again for its, the, the team, it would be the team's third win of the year. They've already run one uh, twice in the hands of Robbie Foley and Vin Barletta. This car, the number uh, 95 car, has not yet won a race this season. Possibly should have done in Detroit without um, the incident that uh, Robert McGinnis had with the Van der Stur Aston Martin, because it was certainly running in contention to do so there. But uh, Cameron Lawrence is now is out front, and I think he's probably quite likely going to pull away. Got a whole gaggle of cars ahead of him that he will have to negotiate, starting with some TCR traffic. And I think that's the number 33 Hyundai that he's gaining on now as he goes up to the top of the rise in turn three. Does not appear that the raindrops are getting any worse. And Austin McCusker is hoving into view in the blue and white Van der Stur racing car. That's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. Meantime, at the front of TCR, Robert Wiggins could almost stop and make himself a cup of tea. He's so far ahead at the moment. Some 19, nearly 20 seconds between the number 33 of Robert Wiggins and the TCR. Second place, Unitronics. That's the yellow, uh, white and black Audi that started on pole position. So that is an interesting battle. Another 11 seconds further back for the number 98 of Mark Wilkins. Another one of the Hyundais. Then a big gap back to Denis Dupont in the number 15 Rockwell Autosport Development Audi. That's your top four with Tim Lewis. Another dozen seconds or so behind TCR. 
uh, uncharacteristically split up at the moment. You can't say about that about the leading three. Seven seconds between the top four. And Jesse Lazar and Matt Plum come in for their splash. They're stopping now. They can't make it to the end in the Motorsports in Action McLaren and the team TGM Aston Martin Vantage. They'll be taking fuel only and going to the end 49 minutes away. So anyone ahead of them now, Jeremy, who thinks that they've got a problem with fuel, they're almost bound to come into the pits in the next lap or so. Yeah, so uh, they've uh, played their hand early here. Uh, and if there's a full course caution, that'll, well, it won't play into their favour because Cameron Lawrence, if there is a caution, with the car having done virtually, well, it, had, it did an hour, didn't it, in the first stint, so he should be good to go in any case. 58 minutes, uh, yeah, uh, plus, plus yeah. a formation lap. There was just on three yeah. minutes when he pulled into the pit lane, an hour and three when he came in. So it, it, it'd be... More than that. I don't think it was, John. It was, that, was, that was a previous lap. Number 17 car came in on 58 minutes, according to my reckoning. He, and number 95 car did one more lap than that. Wow, OK. Um, so uh, it, it was all but an hour. Uh, and uh, so if there's a caution, he's, he's golden. The question is, would, would a caution help these other cars, mm. uh, such as the Toyota that came in, as you said, uh, four laps earlier, came in on lap 37, or after 37 laps, did number 50 car so at 30 Hattori Motorsport 36 laps did they do Hattori uh, did 37 37 yes yeah, came they across in the line wow yeah. so that was well ahead of pretty much everybody else uh, other than Robert McGuinness who did 41 laps into the pit lane. That's extraordinary. Drive-through penalty um, just down the pit lane. Now, was that the number 56 I just saw, Shea, coming down the pit lane? No, it was the number one. It was Michael Lewis who did a drive-through. No hint of no, something no, no, in that, his box. The 56 no, no, is still in its box. No, no, that's just come out from behind the wall. The number one car's just come ah, back out copy. from behind the wall. Yeah. Oh, excellent then. Um, no, the 56 has been sitting in its box for quite some time with extensive work going on the front of the car, but they are making no effort to take it back behind the wall. The other thing that we need to keep in mind, gentlemen, there are heavy raindrops that are falling intermittently, and there is a big green blob on the radar. So is that going to rear its head? And can cars stay out until, if possibly, the rain gets heavier to fill it up with fuel and put rain tires on? Zach Buchanan's on the front straight at the circuit he says rain picking up there and also Tom Harder spotting raindrops on the Supra windscreen as it's driving around now what do we like to say about motor racing uh, it's not that we haven't had drama but if you want a bit more just add water Canadian Time Motorsport Park 46 minutes to go in the Chevrolet Grand Prix weekend for the IMSA Michelin pilot challenge the lead is half a second now Cameron Lawrence over Billy Johnson well there's a bit of experience in that Toyota Supra in second place then two and a half seconds back to Austin McCusker for Van der Stur Racing then another four seconds or thereabouts to Stephen McAleer Cameron Lawrence Billy Johnson Austin McCusker Stephen McAleer and Mark Miller making up your top five Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Fierce competition by MC Squared. The Mercedes, the black and gold car, still right in the hunt. 
Uh, and in TCR, Robert Wiggins in 15th overall, still leads by 18 seconds from Mikey Taylor, who's 12 seconds ahead of Mark Wilkins. That's Hyundai, Audi, Hyundai. And I suspect, Jeremy Shaw, the headlines are not being written in the press room just yet. <laughs> no, uh, hey, John, you shouldn't even need to say that. It's a Mr. <laughs> Pilot Challenge race. Fair <laughs> point, well uh, We know that there's always, there's always going to be some drama laid on, perhaps. But this has been a tremendous race so far. And just looking at the pit stop times, the slowest of the pit stops was that third phase competition Mercedes. 1 minute 29 for that stop against the 1 minute 10 of the RS1 Porsche, which was the fastest car on pit lane. I wonder whether the number 28 team decided to do two equal stops or yeah. more equal length stops rather than a full fill for some of these other guys. But still, a turn most uh, car at a 1 minute uh, 17 stop. That's still amongst the quickest ones in any case. So really, really interesting. Uh, Robin Liddell, by the way, is up into ninth position now in that Camaro, kind of a 71. That's the car that set the fastest lap of the race. It's also the car that was fastest in practice yesterday, uh, but he for sure needs another pit stop. Just uh, a reminder, the 56 Mercedes still in the pit lane for Marillo Racing. We'll get Shea to nip down there and find out what's been going on. That was the car that did have a little ding uh, earlier on. And uh, that was with the 13 Mustang. Uh, and I know that was the... Uh, no, that was there. That was not penalised as far as I can see. Uh, the problem that car had, the number 56 car that I'm talking about now, the Marillo AMG, had a problem at turn six. Uh, and that was some nearly 20 minutes ago now. It did get back to the pit lane, but it has not gone any further than that. Shea Adam will give us some news on that in a wee moment or two at IMSA Radio. If you want to get in touch with us, Max has just tweeted and said you've no idea how loud I shouted uh, out of excitement when the Turner car took the lead. It might have been a bit too much excitement. Too much excitement, Matt. No, Don't you be can't be too excited. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Don't forget, we'll be awarding our Michelin moment of the race for both classes, one in each class, to uh, the team driver or individual that we think has provided us with the uh, most excitement or affected the race result uh, most positively. And they, that team will get a brand new set of Michelin race rubber for the next race. There was a penalty for the 56 now. I've just checked back with that. And it was served. It was ages ago. Uh, Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Severe suspension breakage on the 56. Uh, they've put a new A-arm on. They've got a new strut, uh, shock, and everything that you could possibly imagine to go with the suspension as the brake disc and hub sits limply as nothing is still attached. So the work continues for Marilla Racing in the 56. Their championship leader is circulating quite well around the circuit right now. So at least that's the good news for them is that the 72 continues to go round and round. But it's been a rough day for the 56 and their championship aspirations. Oh, Spencer Pumpelli. Thank you, Shea. In BG Sports. Thank you to Alcamel for flipping that over on 
uh, the timing screen. You can follow along with us, of course, uh, with the live timing. Alkamel Imza, go and search that, and you'll easily be able to find it. Robin Liddell continues to move up the field. He's now into ninth position, and he begins to close in on Spencer Pumpelli in the BGB Motorsports a Porsche, that's the battle for 8th and ninth. he's only a second behind, did a 23-4 last time around against a 25 flat, not sure he can go to the end, they were one of the early stoppers at just after 40 minutes, around about 43 minutes, so he will be coming in shortly, I'd expect, for a splash to go to the end of the race. Might want to stay out a little bit longer and see what this weather does, Jeremy, and see if the weather gets any worse it's still just yeah. spitting but resolutely <coughs> refuses to get any worse at the moment no i agree if you can uh, save a pit stop then that's definitely the right thing to do and uh, the, uh, the, the i'm sure the teams will stay out as long as they possibly can huh. before they uh, before they come into pit lane to change sides another pit stop for the number 37 cars well out of contention now of course after those problems early seventh on seventh pit stop for that car and in behind it is Robin Liddell. So they have gone as far as they want to or can do, Sheer Adam. And it sounds like new tyres for the Scotsman. New tyres with nice, pretty, shiny stickers on them. So Robin Liddell is going to be very, very content as he looks to try and defend his honour of winning this race every other time that we have it, as he's done for the last, well, four occasions. Brilliant stop by the Rubble Rock crew. Big round of applause for them as they finished refueling as the car came off the air jacks and Robin roared back into life. So that's going to drop him out of contention. He should stay just about on the end of the lead lap, though. That's the most important point. And the, he will be able to run full rich. Hello to uh, Tyler Cole, sprinkling for the last 10 minutes uh, at Moss Corner. Possibly just psychological rain, but it feels like more that's coming. And Donald apologises uh, from Indiana. We appear to have sent you the big green blob on the radar thank you to you all at imsa radio of course as usual at the front of the field still just 1.2 seconds is billy johnston by johnson biding his time hmm this is interesting very interesting at the front of the field jeremy shaw maybe an element of fuel saving by the super they're gonna have to go a long way to make it to the end and they have quite a number of laps deficit on that BMW ahead of them. We know it's good on its tyres. We know it's fast. It's also clearly quite frugal. Yeah, yeah. You know, this, the, you know, we've still got plenty of time to go in the race. Better uh, part of the minimum drive time uh, of 38 minutes there is still to go. So you know, we're certainly gonna, not going to call anything yet. And those those rain sprinkles, that's certainly a concern for some teams, but it's also other teams that are praying for some rain, including some of the drivers, but this is a pretty ske sketchy place in the dry. Uh, it's sketchy in the wet. It, in intermediate conditions, it's really sketchy. Like in, in RS1 Porsche. This from David G. What happens if you pit before the scheduled driver change? Well, after, say you had to do some major repairs to get it back out of the track, you still want driver change. In the pit lane, the time does not count. So when we say drive time, we mean outside of the pits 
So if your first driver comes in and spends five minutes in the pits in the first 45 minutes, then he's got to go to 45 minutes, not 40, before he's hit minimum drive time, David. So good question to ask, and that's the situation. I believe that everybody did that at least uh, on their first their first stop. Very quick stop, Shea Adam, for the RS1 Porsche. And Stephen McAleer is already out of the pit lane. It was enough fuel to get him to the end of the race, and that was it. No tires, no windshield tear-off, no mechanic even looking at the car while the fuel hose was attached on the nose of the car. That's how they refueled these Porsches. And as soon as they had enough to go, they pulled the refueler off, and Stephen McAleer began to roll. Live coverage of the Chevrolet Grand Prix weekend. It's IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. Shea Adam, you heard there, down in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw and Major John Hindoff in the global broadcast center for IMSA TV and radio, majestically together with sound and vision. Good to have your company. Just coming down to 36 minutes to go. It's on a knife edge at the front of the field. 1.4 seconds between Cameron Lawrence in the yellow, blue and white bonneted turn of Motorsport BMW number 95, heading towards Moss Corner at the far side of the circuit from the pit lane now. Billy Johnson in his wheel tracks in the mainly dark blue and red Hattori Motorsports Toyota GR Supra GT4. And that is the battle for first and second. Five seconds further back, the blue and white Van der Stur racing Aston Martin Vantage number 19. Third position, fourth, the black and gold 78 Mark Miller driven AMG Mercedes. Then another three and a half back to Christian Simchak for Murillo Racing in the orange number 72. That's in fifth position. Sixth, another 16 seconds further back. Spencer Pumpelli for BGB Motorsports. A few cars there that might have to stop before the end of the race. But the first, still the first five cars only separated by 16 seconds. And at the moment, the Turner Motorsport car, not only two seconds to the good, but in good shape as far as fuel is concerned as well. Jeremy Shaw. And uh, the 14 cars then on the lead lap, all GS. The first car, uh, a lap down is the TCR leader. That's Robbie Wickens, who's still maintaining a pretty healthy gap over Mikey Taylor in second position. Uh, the last car on the lead lap is Robin Liddell in that Chevrolet Camaro for Rebel Rock Racing. He did, was able to make that second pit stop, so he's good to go on fuel. And uh, with that fresh set of tires we saw him put on at that last pit stop, he's just reset the fastest lap of the race, 122.544. That is uh, uh, six tenths of a second faster than his own lap record set here last year, 23.1. Pit stop there for the... Sixth place, uh, Carbon Porsche, caliber 39. Just noticed that Victor Gonzalez racing team had been in the pit for quite some time, and we haven't had an update on that. Shea read my mind and is down there for the 99 <laughs> Honda. Asking you shall receive, or don't even ask and you shall receive a steering issue for that car. So for that poor little team, when it rains, it pours. They had the data logger issue that didn't allow them to go off the qualifying. They're now packing up their pit box. Power steering issue then for that car. Thank you, Sheer Adam, down in the pit lane. Right, this is getting very, very 
interesting, very interesting indeed at the front of the field. And I'm keeping an eye on everything that I can at the moment. Uh, Robin Liddell, just crunch some numbers, by the way. Um, when he got in the car, he was pushing really, really hard. And I reckon he took about 40 seconds uh, out of the leader, maybe a little bit more than that, in the 40 minutes that he did that stint. Now, he's dropped back having done his final pit stop. And I'm just going to see if I can work out... He dropped off the lead lap, Jeremy, did you see? No. It? So he's no, right he on didn't. the end of the lead lap, is he? Correct. Well, he's not potentially in with a shout of the win unless something goes very odd, but uh, goes very strangely in front of them as Robin Liddell does another fastest lap of the race as we're talking about. He's 112 behind the leader, a 122.455. And he's been out there again for about eight or nine minutes. He'll easily get, to the, easily get to the end. Can he do the same sort of run that he did before? He's now right behind Kyle Marcelli for Archangel Motorsports. Maybe get into the top six if he gets the same sort of run. Maybe. That'd be quite a drive by the Scotsman. Just, I think... His teammate Frank Depew just dropped off the lead lap, didn't he, in that first yeah. stint, which meant uh, Robin had to do perhaps a little bit more than they had planned. In the last outing here at Canadian Time Motorsport for the Camaro, this is its farewell season. Um, let's hope it does better here than Mark Cavendish did today in the Tour de France. Uh, if you haven't seen that already, I'll stop talking in case I'm spoiling anything for you. Thank you. Scott Andrews, sorry, Jeremy. Uh, Scott Andrews in and out for Lone Star Racing, having a fairly quiet race. Would have expected to see that car perhaps closer to the front. That's number 27 machine. Goes out well, in, inside the top 10, though, when it came in. Yeah, and uh, Anton Diaz Pereira, he did keep that car on the lead lap before, I think, handing over to, uh, to Scott. So he's had a good run since then, uh, has uh, Andrews. And uh, he has made... A, a second stop, I believe, in this race, Scott Andrews. So he should to be he should be good to go from there. And he's ahead, only just, of Robin Liddell, who's just got past uh, Carl Marseille, Correct. indeed. Correct. That lap, and uh, he'd be looking to go further up the field. They put a splash in that car, and I'm hearing from the team now, they might not have got enough into that car to get Robin full gas to the end, which would be very unfortunate because he's clearly got some pace in that car at the moment new fastest lap in TCR for the Alfa Romeo it's Tim Lewis who's taking that car over for the second half of the race it's in fifth at the moment and is four seconds away from Denny Dupont in fourth then there's quite a big gap back to the top three still led by the way by the Hyundai of Robert Wiggins uh, however, Mikey Taylor has closed in. It was 20 seconds. It's now about 13 seconds. Yeah. So that is coming down. Well, let's not worry about that at the moment because there's no need for Robert to be doing anything else other than he's doing. His lap times are fairly consistent in the mid-125s. The car's done a 24.9 as its fastest lap. He's laughing half a second, six to seven tenths away from that. I don't think we have to worry about that right now. And the uh, the best place of the cars that have made two pit stops 
is uh, Stephen McAleer, who's running six in an RS1 Porsche. That's the car we talked about uh, doing kind of two equal length pit stops. Uh, he came in on lap 35, which was before most of the other leaders uh, in, uh, in GS. Uh, and... 28. No, not on 33 laps he came in, which is before most of the other leaders in GS. Uh, came in again after uh, 57 laps, uh, and it's certainly good to go from here. And running, as I say, in that sixth position, and he's got um, you know, a few seconds in hand over Elliot Skier in the Noel Spot Porsche. So, battle for kind of first in class there. And even with that uh, second stop, he's uh, yeah, 45 seconds behind the race leader. Do you know when I said I don't think we have to worry about Robert Wickens? I'm starting to worry about Robert Wickens. He's uh, almost, uh, Mike Lamara is right with him and trying to unlap himself from that 33 car in the white and light blue Honda. And Robert's car's just moving around a little bit. I I'm not sure what the strategy was at the pit stop for the number 33. They did a really good job, but he's been out there a, a bit longer than most of the other cars in terms of tyres. And it, I, I wonder if she can find out if it was a four-tyre stop or just the fronts uh, for mm. that number 33 car. Because the back end is just starting to look a little bit of a handful for Robert. Now, in fairness, that's how the pro drivers like them. They do not like an understeery car, even a car that's pushing, even a front-wheel drive car. But it's starting to look a little bit more of a handful as the lead between first and second is backed out under one point, uh, under two seconds, 1.7 seconds. Yeah. However, there is a car between the two leaders and the spitting rain, the drizzle, it's not even drizzle really. It's the odd spit and spot, probably worse at the far end of the corner towards Moss Corner, where it's been like that for a while. And down the Andretti Street, it's just enough to start to get the raindrops to move on the windscreen so that sort of psychologically if I was on my motorcycle now and that was on my visor I'd be not wanting to tip the bike in quite so much and that's what these drivers are having to do assess whether that's uh, that rain which is falling still got a warm track by the way 28 Celsius on the track well that rain that's falling is actually affecting their grip or not and that's what they've got to try and do Rockwell car now in between first and second in GS as they go through turn one and the BMW crests the skyline at turn two, dropping down the hill. Here comes the Supra. Good looking car, that Supra, Jeremy, with the double bubble roof. There's a, an awful lot of classic Grand Tourer in that car and this is going very, very well uh, for it, it, the Hattori uh, Motorsports team. Very impressive uh, IMSA debut for this season. They're running that car in in other series uh, this year in North America. So they've got plenty of experience with the car, but the first time in, in IMSA competition. And it's been a tremendous run for them. And generally speaking, we see Ave Motorsports running uh, a Toyota here for the uh, for the Toyota Gazoo Racing South America team. Not here this weekend, not quite sure why, whether it's uh, problems getting the car over the border for some reason, I don't know, because the team is here, because it, the, the, the running Mercedes uh, car number four for George Stakos and the team principal, Tony Ave, but um, that, uh, oh. that regular number 14 car isn't here. 
Oh. Uh, and there's a problem for Chris the... Chris Wilson. Uh, it's the Will Sports yeah. car all the way down the hill and then back up again to Moss Corner. Coolant, I believe, coming out of both sides of the front of the number 11 car. This is the very handsome red, white and light blue driven brands supported AMG. He's out of the way behind one of the tow trucks. I think that's fine. And by the way, I got a slightly confused message. I apologize. It's not, um, it isn't the Camaro that's short on fuel. It is the Thais, um, uh, Mark Miller driven comp Thais competition Mercedes that is a little tight on fuel. That car has only made one pit stop and that makes yeah. far more sense to me. Sitting in uh, fourth position with Mark. Pushing on though, under one minute 24 last time around. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long first stop, but I don't see any way they could get to the end uh, without another stop in any case. Well, it was, it was fairly close, but it, they came, came in with about 56 minutes uh, in the books, but that leaves uh, 64 to go to the end of the race. OK, oh. you, you don't have the parade laps you had early on, but I think it was a real stretch uh, to get that car to the end from there. 25 minutes to go. Michelin moment of the race. I suspect we might not have had it yet, although the overtake for the lead for Turner Motorsport, Cameron Lawrence pushing Billy Johnson into a mistake. That's not words I've said very often, Jeremy Shaw, in our time of talking about IMSA racing and Billy Johnson uh, being in it. Uh, that would certainly be right there. It's been good tactics as well by the Turner Motorsport team. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant tactics, of course, but also, I mean, astonishing fuel mileage i mean just astonishing fuel mileage for that bmw to go uh, you know three laps more than anybody else in gs that's a lot uh, particularly turning turning laps as fast as it was um you know that's that's not just strategy that's that's pace performance everything else i'm not sure that's a strategic call which is rare to say for turner most sports because they are amongst the best strategists in the business here with don salama calling the strategy there but i don't think this one is particularly down to strategy it's down to a whole bunch of a whole bunch of factors execution being the, execution, uh, the best part yeah. they have really made the most of what they've got let's check back in with Shea adam uh, whilst we talk about TCR leader, we've been a little bit worried. I set Shea a task to find out about the tyre strategy for the number 33 uh, uh, Hyundai, which leads in the hands of Robert Wigan. What have you been able to find out from Brian Herder Autosport on that leader in TCR? Well, thanks to Katie Brennan. As usual, they did two tires on their stop, but they are more concerned about the fuel number for Robbie Wickens. So that could be why we are seeing some conservative and uh, spidey driving from him out on the track because he doesn't have all the grip that he normally would. But I'm also seeing another team up on the wall, the 19 Vanderster Racing Aston Martin. They're about to come in for a splash of fuel. That is in the pit lane now. In fact, Shea Adam from third overall. So through goes Mark Miller across the line and takes third in the fierce competition by mc squared already had a maiden podium in their debut outing at the detroit street race shea adam watching on at the van der Stur racing gets quite a lot of fuel there shea adam that was stationary for a longer time than i anticipated 
It was still a time stop, though, and uh, the guy who actually had the stopwatch was also holding the pit board, which he flipped around and then used to hit the guy with the refueling nozzle to signal him when to stop putting fuel in. So we've seen dog leashes used in the past from uh, Wayne Taylor Racing back in the day. I think it was Fonzie's leash, actually. Um, but this one, that's a bit more creative, and then they don't have to put anything extra on the truck. I quite like that from Vanderster. Yeah, very good. Rain still falling at the back of the at the back of the circuit um, but it seems that by the time you get about halfway down the Andretti straight might be the odd spitting spot in the S's now but it's really from turn mm. three to turn six that it's still there and if anything it might be getting a little heavier but the rest of the track it's by no means the same sort of intensity and we've got 22 minutes still to go <laughs> here Jeremy and Cameron Lawrence cannot pull away from Billy Johnson, 2.6 seconds. He's edged away maybe, what, half a second, eight-tenths of a second, but that's all. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the gap was pretty consistent, just under two seconds, 1.7, 1.8, 1.9. Just a little bit more than that now, but not much. Uh, the the, uh, the question for both those two is, is fuel. Uh, you know, can that number 95 car do the same uh, length uh, as it did in the opening stint of the race, I see no reason to suspect it shouldn't. But number 50 car, I think they're going to have to stretch their fuel uh, a good bit longer in order to get to the end from here. I'm sure the number 50 car is amongst several out there hoping for some rain or hoping for a caution or hoping for something to drop the pace of this race because it's been very consistent at the front. Uh, 124.6 last time around for uh, Cameron Lawrence, but he was doing 24.2s. Uh, which was the early pace you might remember that Parker Thompson was setting metronomically in the first stint of the race. Uh, and he's not as consistent, uh, Cameron Lawrence, but he's certainly turning 24 twos when he needs to or when he can when there's clear track. Dave Lister, I'm not sure what, you're, what screen you're looking at, Dave. He said, when did the lead BMW make its extra stop showing as having picked it twice? Uh, I'm not seeing that on either no, of the screens that I've got, Dave. So, um, no. and Shea confirms only one stop. It was pretty much exactly on the hour mark. Uh, a remarkable 41, 42 laps, Jeremy, um, no, when that car yep. Yep, came into the pit lane. A good four or five better than anybody else. So, we're talking, um, you know, 10 miles. Uh, 10 to 12 miles further than anybody else. Uh, we finally have the Marillo Racing number 56 car that's been sitting on the pit lane for quite some time. That's now gone behind the wall. Uh, add that to Van der Stur Racing's number 91. Uh, the accelerating performance, Aston Martin number 44. Winwood Racing number 57. And, oh, I wonder, Sheer Adam, I can see that we've got some movement for the sister car of that Morsing machine. I can imagine that there was some conversation that went on that said, um, excuse me, we would like a clean into our pit box and we do not have that if you are stationed there. Can you please put the bits on necessary to drive back to the garage and finish your work back there? And the answer was, ah, yes, sorry, sorry about that, awkward. Owen Trinkler has been in and out. That will be his last stop. And the rain at turn one is now bad enough for Billy Johnson to want to use. 
the windscreen wiper on the Toyota. Now, that is last resort as a racing driver. You never want to wipe that screen unless you have to. You're hopefully allowing all the treatments on the tear-off screens to do their job. And he's got the intermittent wipers on now, so it is getting worse. 28 degrees tack temperature. Is it causing problems for the times? They're still lapping mid-124s, Jeremy. It's not, Jeremy, it's not really slowing them down, but it's starting to look quite dicey on the windscreen. This is where you've got to get your mind out of it and trust what you can feel through the steering wheel. And looking from these onboards that we're getting, great onboard shots here. There certainly seem to be more umbrellas up uh, uh, on track side than there were a little while ago. And uh, yeah, there's definitely more, more precipitation falling at the moment than there was, but it's still not enough really, as you say, John, to cause any severe loss of pace out there. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, distracting a little bit for the drivers at this stage. Uh, can't wait until uh, uh, Cameron Lawrence comes across the line to complete this lap. He does now, it's a one minute, 24.5 again so you know a couple of tenths of a second so basically no time loss at all at this stage just uh just something that the drivers have got to keep uh, keep their eyes on not gonna have much choice because they see it on their windscreens but you know not to be distracted at this stage in the race it, it certainly isn't slowing them down at all yet uh the umbrellas going up Sean Kelly, who's at the top of turn two, saying it's raining at turn two now. So it is now beginning to get to the stage where the drivers can feel it. And Billy Johnson is closing in. Is this his opportunity in the Supra? They're still not slowing down. 124.5 last time around by Cameron Lawrence in the lead BMW. Second, 124.4 for Billy Johnson. Went 24.7 for Mark Miller in third. Went 24.5 for Christian Shimchak, who's worked his way up to fourth for Murillo Racing. In the number 72 car, Stephen McAleer, 124.8. These guys are not hanging around. Robin Liddell, a 23.9, fastest man again. Last time around, he's now only a minute away from the leader. He's continuing to get up the field and he is fueled for full reach to the end of the race. And we know how good Robin is in intermediate or changeable conditions. He is absolutely boss when it's like that. Meantime, in TCR, it's now from 20 seconds down to four and a half seconds at the lead of TCR. Mikey Taylor within sight of the lead for Unitronic JDC Miller, the pool sitting Audi, as into the pit lane now comes Gregory Leofug in the Stephen Cameron Racing number 43, that car with a penalty uh, early on for wrong starting driver or change of starting driver. So that is the extra pit stop there it uh, looks like the alpha's been down the pit lane as well for tim lewis that'll drop them out of contention in the tcr oh, category that's an interesting one and down at the bottom of turn two to turn three the leader robert wiggins being closed in on by Mikey Taylor in the number 17. There's one car between them at the moment. And interestingly, Mike Lamara has unlapped himself on the LA Honda World Civic and he's pulled away. 
by a good couple of seconds from the leader of the TCR race. This Neither of these races are done yet, Jeremy Sean. New fastest lap of the race for the car. The Toyota GR Super at 123.6. And in from no, fourth it's... position has come Marillo Racing. Yeah, it's not the fastest lap of the race. It's the fastest lap for that car. Yes, that's what I said. In Billy Johnson. Yeah. I beg your pardon. I thought it was yeah. the fastest lap of the race. Uh, yeah, for that car. Uh, and a gap now down to 1.3 seconds between first uh, and Man. second. But still, there's a 23.8 last time around for Cameron Lawrence as well. So uh, that's one of that car's uh, quickest laps as well. There was a 23.5 turned very, very early on by Robert McGuinness. But a 23.8. That's the, uh, I think that's the fastest lap that Cameron has turned in that car. Wow. And Robert Liddell continues to turn good laps at 1.23.2 last time around. Yeah, I mean, that Chevy's bit, that, that is the fastest car no here. No doubt. No question about yeah. it. And has been pretty much every lap uh, around. He's now got 11 seconds or more to catch up with Elliot Skier. He got past Matt Plum a couple of laps ago uh, and he's left him uh, well in his mirrors 3.3 seconds in two laps he's pulled out over the number 46 Aston Martin and as I say next in his sights is Elliot Skier in a Noah Sport Porsche that's running in seventh place and just behind Austin McCusker Billy Johnson goes across the line again now what about this TCR battle Wiggins now just under three seconds ahead of Mighty Taylor have they got this right that number 33 Hyundai was in with Harry Gottsacker behind the wheel, who started the car. Uh, he handed it off, of course, to the current driver. And Robert Wickens, was that one of the earlier cars to stop? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Because they uh, got in and he'd had it. He'd had place car is in the pits that's the uh, the championship leader column of 72 so it's only the top three that have not yet made at least of the contenders a second pit stop everybody else has been on pit lane for a second time We've got 12 minutes remaining in this two-hour race Elliot and uh, both of the first two uh, so excuse me uh, john billy johnson you talked about billy johnson setting his best lap a couple of laps ago we did it again on the next yeah. lap as well this is this is starting to get interesting. Elliot Skier in the yes. Nola Sport Porsche has not yet stopped for a second time either. As Jesse Lazare peels off for motorsport in action, the Mia McLaren is in. That's their third time down pit lane. Uh, I don't think this is a fuel stop, Shea Adam. A top 10 finish beckoning for the Artura, but not now. Oh, how heartbreaking. It looked almost as if they had a pressurized oil bottle and then decided not to try that. Now they're looking in the left rear of the car. But this is heartbreak for a Canadian team. Shea Adam down in the pit lane with uh, 11 minutes to go. And still watching the gap. And there's only one car now between the first and second no make that two cars now between first and second in tcr that comes across the line and i think the chasing audi was off at the final corner there there was a puff of dust from the outside of the final corner white's turn white's corner there so it's still just drizzling but it's not really affecting the track surface 23-6 from Cameron Lawrence, 23-8 
from Hattori Motorsports Supra and Billy Johnson and that 69 Mia McLaren has gone behind the wall in his total heartbreak with 10 minutes to go for that team that is such a shame they were doing a great job and as I said looked like a top 10 finish was beckoning for them well Jeremy um, I would say where's your money on but I might as well say would you like to flick a coin at this point yeah Tremendous stuff here and uh, all, all, you know, lots of battles all the way down the field now with these cars having made uh, second pit stops amongst the GS uh, category cars and uh, Christian Shimjak uh, is right behind Austin McCusker. It's number 19, number 72 battling for fifth position right now. Uh, and, uh, and right behind or just ahead of them is uh, Stephen McAleer with the fourth place in that RS1 Porsche. It's been a really fine effort by the RS1 team. Porsche doesn't seem to be quite on the pace oh. as some of the other contenders here again this weekend. Surprisingly, surprisingly there's been no changes to the BOP of the Porsche because uh, it seems to last several races they seem to be not quite on the pace of the it, others but it's been an uh, excellent run by that team. Side by side uh, BMW and Supra but it's not the BMW for the lead it's their team car there was no shenanigans there you wouldn't expect that from Turner Motorsport didn't make it easy but there was no nonsense going on there. That's the 96 Robbie Foley-driven car. And now there are no cars between first and second as they go across the line. And a huge, huge gaggle of cars right in front of the leader going through turn one, including some TCRs in that as well. Elliot Skier, the Nola Sport car, who I think is on a massive fuel save at the moment. He's not made his second stop in that number 47 Nola Sport car. And here comes the Turner BMW to that group of cars. Nola Sport in there, one of the TGM cars. That's Owen Trinkler as well, who's in that group. As they're picking their way through the TCR battles, Mark Wilkins now in third position. So it's Hyundai, Audi, Hyundai, and only six yeah. tenths of a second between yeah. Robert Wiggins. He's in that group of cars just ahead of the overall leaders and that's really tight for the lead now they come across the line in behind the Rockwell Audi the number 10 machine that is sitting in seventh place for Preston Brown down through turn one and now there's no cover at all for Wiggins Wiggins has got a look in his mirrors breaks at the top of the hill at turn two in behind that Rockwell, Audi, he needs to deal with that car, but he's saving fuel, remember, down the inside at the uphill at turn three. Preston's seen him, I think, but that means he's had to pinch the corner and hasn't been able to clear the Audi. Here comes the number 17. As Billy Johnson comes in from second place, we've got a battle for the lead at Moss Corner. Does the 17 car and Mikey Taylor send at the Rockwell car off the track to allow the leader to go through? Now, can the 17 car deal with that? Mark Miller's in from third position as well. This is fuel only, I think, Shea Adam, for these two stoppers. Affirmative on both of those. And just a final word on the Mia McLaren. It was a technical issue that stopped them from finishing this race. They're not saying any more than that at the moment, yes. Uh, We'll find out, we're in, I'm sure. We're, we're in 2023 now, for goodness yeah. sake. Well, I suppose it's becoming more and more prevalent, isn't it, I guess? Well, Whatever. indeed so. So, Mark Miller and Billy Johnson both out. That's dropped them way back down. No, now. no, 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 it shouldn't do. No, no, no. 
uh, they, they will see whether, where they come back out. They might not actually uh, lose any positions. They were a long, long way ahead of, of uh, Stephen McAleer uh, and Austin McCusker uh, and uh, Christian Shimjak as well. They were, who were all fairly close in third, fourth and fifth. But they have dropped time to Cameron Lawrence now, who's about to complete his 80th 8-0 lap. Michelin moment of the race. Now, where is that going? Shea Adam, we haven't spoken to you about this. Jeremy and I looking at the near-perfect performance from Turner Motorsport. Fierce competition in third. Another good run by those guys. Robin Liddell oh. absolutely sending it on the yes. TCR leader at the bottom of the hill going up into Moss Corner. And that's meant that Robert Wiggins had to lift off there as the white and green Camaro came through. No prisoners asked or taken there, Jeremy. Uh, no, that was uh, that was really quite tight uh, for uh, Robbie Wickens there. I think he, he saw the uh, Camaro coming at the last minute and just about gave him room there, but that cost him about uh, four or five car lengths. He had about six or seven car lengths over the number 17 car as they headed up into Moscow on that lap. It's now down to, well, around about a car length as they come across the line. It'll be the 70... It'll be the 80th lap... No, 79th lap completed then by the TCR leaders. They are one lap down to the overall leaders. Uh, and um, in a race that, <laughs> um, for the TCR cars to only be a lap off the lead, that's pretty impressive. It shows you what their lap times have been. They've been running mid 25s, mid to high 25s. The leaders have been running low to mid 24s. That's not a big performance difference there, Jeremy, between the front of the GS field and the front of the TR TCR field. I think they've they've actually done really well the TCR cars around here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, they have. It's been a, a nice, clean uh, race for, for them. They were all, unfortunately, that, that the battle that we normally see in TCR was kind of broken up in the early stages by some of the GS cars, just kind of in the way uh, and uh, pulling away on the straight, but holding up some of the cars in the corners. Uh, some some of the TCRs were able to get past and pull away, but some of the others weren't, and it was. Yeah, really just sort of circumstances that cause that. But uh, Turner Motorsport here with, what, four minutes remaining. So it'll be another, yeah, where, the, where are they? Two yeah, laps. Maybe two laps after this, two and a half laps, I think, probably to go for the race leader. And uh, Billy Johnson, uh, having made that pit stop, was able to hold on in second position, actually extend his lead over Mark Miller, who remains, though, in third position after that pit stop for the phase competition, kind of a 78. And they're about four seconds ahead still of yeah. Stephen McAleer stopped uh, a long time ago. Yeah, 30 seconds though, as you say, away from the lead. Turner Motorsport still lapping. 124 flat last time around by Cameron Lawrence. He does not need to be going that fast right now. The battle for first and second and TCR going down to the bottom of turn two. Nothing between those two cars. Shea, Adam, I was about to ask you about your nominations for uh, Michelin moment of the race in GS. What do you reckon? Uh, 90, 95 Turner Motorsport BMW because they qualified nowhere and now they're leading the race and they might be the only car that only does one stop. Yes, at the moment it's looking very much like that. There was a little bit of a challenge for the lead going into Moss Corner in TCR. What about TCR, Shea? I, I mean, it's been good tactics and a great drive, fuel saving by Robert Wiggins. Is that enough to get your nod or are you going somewhere else? 
unless it changes the other way around, and then it would go to the 17 because <laughs> it started off very well for them. Uh, pole position today for Chris Miller, taking that honor away from our pole boy, Matt Pombo, who's been the man to beat. And Chris finally did. So they'll be happy with the second place finish no matter what happens today. But they would be even happier with the first, and then it would get my nom. But if it's Wickens who brings it home first, then yeah, it's got to be the 33 for their great tactics throughout the entirety of the race. And particularly this second, more than second half of the race, actually, Jeremy, because he was in uh, a little bit before half time, uh, wasn't he? Because he got the car up to pace and the tyres up to temp and actually converted that into what's often called, and I don't like it, but overcut. They used the performance advantage of those new Michelin front tyres to have a 20 second lead. And he, at the moment, he being Robert Wiggins, working with the team. He's paced himself pretty much perfectly. That 20 seconds has gone now, but this is now the widest Hyundai Elantra that has ever been built. Round at Moss Corner now. Another look up the inside. There's a touch. It's bump and run. Oh, dear. Now, that's not going to go down well down at Hyundai. Is that given back by Mikey Taylor? Or has he gone through? No, he's gone through and he's clearing off. Now, do they allow the redress here or do they wait to see what said from race control? There's only two laps to go, Jeremy. If you were on the phone to Mikey Taylor, would you tell him to give that one back? Uh, he's, uh, we're going to have to... Oh, Wiggins is coming in the pits. Wiggins is pitting anywhere. Yeah. So maybe it was not required because with one lap to go, Robert Wiggins is into the pit lane. Now, is this just for fuel? Shea Adam is there and watching this. Is this just a splash or was that as a result of the tap? Fuel nozzle is attached. One, two, three, four, five. And now he goes. Nope, it was fuel. Nearly stalled it, but picked it up. Dropped the clutch in time. At Moss Corner, the lightest of touches as he went through. Race control. Yeah, we'll look at it though, Jeremy. Look, ironically, he didn't need to do it because yep. I think the Hyundai was coming into the pits in any case. So, uh, yeah, you hate to see a race decided like that, but it really wasn't decided like by that. It was decided mm. by the fact that the... the, uh, the Brian Hood Autosport team made its first stop too soon and had to come in for that splash right at the end of this race. Shit, Adam makes a good point. Did that car cough and or splutter for Robert Wiggins yeah. as he was going up over the rise? You do get a bit of slosh, even though there's baffles in the tank. Was there a bit of fuel starvation there? Could have been. We won't know until we've spoken to the drivers at the end. It's the last lap for Cameron Lawrence and the rest of Turner Motorsport. This will be a phenomenal run of results for Turner Motorsport. They take our Michelin moment of the race in yeah. GS. If he can get to the end. <laughs> I, I, the clock has expired. He's done, he's done you know, the first it was 41 laps, which you thought was impressive. This will be 43 laps, though, for Cameron Lawrence. Amazing. Two corners to go, John. And this is a 125-2. This is one of the slowest laps last time around. <laughs> Two corners to go. It's Turner Motorsport. The tackles are on them as the VP Racing checkered flag waves at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And once again, it's Cameron Lawrence and the team who come through. Will Turner shakes his head. I suggest that that was very close indeed. Shea Adam is down there with the team. Shea? 
I'm down with JDC waiting for the Unitronic Audi to cross the line, and I've never it seen has Chris gone. Miller looking this oh, nervous. No, it it's going to get a lap on the field here because of where the leader was. So they are only at Moss Corner, and that 17 car, well, it can't lose the race now because everybody behind it has taken the checkered flag, but that is not at speed. So they might be just easing this one to the line. They are right out of it, a mighty Taylor, and someone stopped on the back straight. Someone has stopped on the back straight. There's someone run out of fuel. It's the 28 car, I think. Yes, it is, Stephen McAleer, RS1. I think that car is out of fuel on the last lap of the race. So drops out of the top 10. That means that Robin Liddell is on the podium. Robin Liddell's come through at the end to be on the podium for Rebel Rock Racing. My goodness me, what a run that is. What a run that is. Did we award the mission and moment of the race too early? You can't take it away from Turner Motorsport. They were brilliant. <laughs> but he was a lap down. Robert Liddell's come from a lap down, lady and gentlemen, to be on the podium. How was that? What a run for Robin Liddell. Once again, Jeremy Shaw, the Scotsman's proved his, his worth. Brilliant drive uh, by by Robin Liddell, no doubt about it. In uh, clearly in the fastest car in the race, but he did a fabulous job. He was consistent and fast. Look, uh, a shout out also to Hattori Motorsports. First time here in IMSA, they didn't run out of fuel on the last lap. They called their strategy absolutely perfectly. Didn't have a car, car quite the car. Uh, in terms of pace to beat the BMW at the end. But look, that was an all-green race. It was a tremendous race all the way through. Uh, and hats off to Hattori Motorsports coming home with second position as well. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to argue with any of those calls yeah, absolutely. in terms of the movements of the race. Top three, Turner Motorsport, Hattori Motorsport and Rebel Rock Racing will give you our Michelin moment of the race in a second after we've spoken to Shea Adam with, uh, with uh, UDC Motorsports. And for Unitronic, this was always going to be a big day with the home race. But Chris Miller, you and Mikey Taylor started it off on the right foot, putting it on the pole. Now you got the win for the second time here to back it up. How good does this feel? So good. I mean, the guys have been working so hard and it was a really tough race. We were saving fuel the whole time and we didn't know if the Hyundais could make it. Um, the track's just so difficult with traffic and hard on the car and I'm just so proud of the guys to get us to the finish and give us the right strategy so Mikey did a great job and uh, thanks to everybody from Unitronic that came out and supported us and just happy to do it on their home soil. More important thing is now you guys are right back there in the championship hunt heading to Lime Rock so this should be exciting. Absolutely I mean we still think we have things we can learn about this car and uh, the team's kind of clicking on all cylinders with the pit stops and things now so we're excited. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Can we give one tire each to the top four in GS? Because they all did brilliant work, to be honest. Uh, in TCR, Jeremy, your Michelin moment of the race. Unitronic versus Brian Herter, Autosport at the front. Uh, Brian Herter in third. LA Honda, Mike Lamara. Um, down a couple of, oh no, back on the lead lap at the end. And that got him into fourth position at the end there. 
Really good job. Did Mike Lamara, uh, 2013 series champion, it was the old ST category. I think you've got to give it to the uh, JDC Milamo sports team. I mean, they call their strategy perfectly, got to the end there. Uh, there's a bit of a black mark in terms of that uh, bump and run by Mikey Taylor, but in terms of strategy, which is what this call is all about, they called it just right, didn't they? Uh, and came away with the victory in TCR. I think we've got to give it to Rebel Rock Racing for Robin Liddell's drive from a lap down to on the podium and only 50 seconds behind the leader. The car was quick, but Robin had to execute. We've been talking about that all day. Turner get the glory of winning the race and they deserve that. But the Michelin moment of the race then, uh, a late call for Robin Liddell from a lap down plus to third on the podium a place where that car has won a couple of times. What a way to go out. That's brilliant stuff. But as Jeremy said, really, any of the top three, one could... Uh, well, we have to lord them all. How about Faze? A third yeah. and a fifth in two outings as well, Jeremy thought. Yeah. Sure. Uh, they're I, setting I, themselves up well for a, a full season next year, we hope. And they only lost third position on that final lap when Mark Miller clearly struggled for fuel. And uh, he, he lost 10 seconds on that last lap. And that was the difference between third and fifth. So uh, st strategy, they didn't quite get it right, did they? Because they ran out on that last lap. Uh, and, um, and the others didn't. There was a, yeah. a big shuffle of positions on that final lap. It's really shuffling up the championship points, which I'm having a look at right now. You uh, but do it, that. it will extend the lead quite significantly for Marilla Racing, car number 72. They come away here with a, an eighth place finish. That car also lost a couple of positions uh, positions in the last couple of laps, but still finishing eighth position. And now I reckon we'll have a 170 point, 160 point lead over number 95 BMW, which I reckon will go from seventh, uh, sixth in the points to second, 10 ahead of their teammates. Uh, in number 96 car, which will be third in the points. So it's close for second and third, but Marilla Racing will extend their lead. So our two Michelin moments of the race, one going to Unitronic, Chris Miller and Mikey Taylor, uh, and the whole of the JDC Unitronics car, absolutely perfect strategy. Uh, linked with speed, they did not have to save fuel. They'll take the TCR moment of the race into Robin Liddell for driving back an hour and 20 minutes, a lap down to 50 seconds away from the lead and a third position finish. They got it absolutely right at Rebel Rock Racing. They'll take the GS uh, call for the Michelin moment of the race. Shea Adam is at Victory Circle, just behind the pit lane. And we'll pick up some interviews before we go off the air. That was tremendously entertaining. Um, I can say now, as Jeremy did, no <laughs> no yellow at all, full green. It's not been like that recently, um, but that was, that was great racing. Shea Adam, who have you got? Uh, still waiting for Cameron Lawrence, uh, but I can jump in with Rob McGinnis really quick while we are waiting. And uh, we talked to him a little bit earlier on in the race, but Rob, you're now a race winner. Congratulations. What's it feel like? Thank you. It's awesome. Um, it's so cool to have, you know, I've won open wheel races. I've never won a sports car race. And to have this whole group of people around me who have worked just as hard and who care just as much having a co-driver that has to share that, that's awesome to be here with the team. And to get it done at one of the most intimidating tracks in North America, too. That's going to make it even sweeter. I know. I hadn't, uh, 
I hadn't raced here before, and I didn't really know what to expect, and I, I really enjoyed it personally. So um, I hope we get to do some more races here. Where are we going for tacos tonight? I don't know. I mean, I would make the drive to Toronto get some really good tacos. I don't, you know, some of these guys have to go win a, a GTD race tomorrow. So it may just be some, some separate tacos. Some virtual tacos. Virtual tacos. I like this out of it. Hey, congrats on the first win. First of many. Thank you. Oh, that is brilliant stuff. Really brilliant stuff for them. Jeremy working through the points. T, uh, TCR. Yeah, wow. It's super close now in TCR. Uh, the uh, two Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerbegger Jadian cars were uh, were tied together at the top, number 98 and the number 33. Number 98 had it on a tie break with one win to three second places for the number 33 car, or two second places. Uh, but the number 33 car with another second position today, uh, and that is... Uh, for uh, Harry Gottsacker and Robbie Wickens. They will take the lead now ah. on 1470 to the 1450 of the number 98 crew of Mason Philippi and Mark Wilkins, not a Canadian there. They finished third uh, in the end of this very dramatic race. And Unitronic JD Miller Motorsports with Mikey Taylor and Chris Miller, they will be just uh, on 1440. So 1470 for leaders, 1450 for wow. second, and just 10 points behind them in third position uh, with, the, uh, with the win today, first win of the season for Mikey Taylor and uh, Chris Miller. And that car, remarkably, they, they finished... Uh, uh, they've they've they, they, they finished where they started. They started once in fourth position, uh, finished fourth. The last time out, they've started second, finished second. This time, uh, with the Chris Miller starting on the pole position, and they converted into the win. That's number 17 car. Yeah, uh, you might look at the grid sheet and look at the result and say, ah, nothing happened. Far from it. What an action-packed couple of hours. Uh, we lost about eight cars, actually, uh, in that race. The Motorsport in Action McLaren. We had Chris Wilson in the Will Sports car with a broken radiator stopped on the track. Uh, Victor Gonzalez racing with power steering. LA Honda World, Ryan Eversley. That car didn't get to the end either. Jeff Morsing for Murillo Racing. Van der Stur Racing's Hyundai. Accelerating performance, Moise Oretsky, the Vantage. There was accident damage with Winwood Racing as well. None of those got to the end. And right on the last lap, RS1, Stephen McAleer stopped on track. Now, at the moment, that's still showing us in 12th position. I think that car will still be yes. classified. Yes. Uh, and in fact, actually, Jesse Lazare is still showing us 18th in the class and classified as 25, despite it, 25th, despite it going behind the wall. Our annual visit to north of the border in front of one of the most knowledgeable and friendly crowds that we get all season has been an absolute belter. I hope you've enjoyed our coverage of the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Congratulations to Turner Motorsport and to Unitronic. Unitronic taking our Michelin moment of the race for TCR and Rebel Rock Racing in third. What a story that is on a track where they've won twice before. They're on the podium here after being a lap down uh, early on in the race. Robin Liddell coming through to finish off the job and take the third step on the box. Shea Adam was in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw was alongside me, John Hindhoff, in the Global Broadcast Centre. BMW taking the manufacturer GS lead with that victory today. Back tomorrow, an RS2 for the big race of the weekend. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, two hours and 40 minutes of action. Is it going to be like that? 
I hope so. And there's every chance that it could be. Join us for that in Sound and Vision outside of the US. Uh, XM Series 2 or 2 in the States and around the world on RS2. Kerry Cobb was making sure we went to the world up in London. Our great thanks to everyone trackside uh, with all of the technical support, our camera operators and, of course, our technical crew making the pictures talk to us up at Charlotte. I'm John Hindorf for the whole team. Have a good Saturday evening. We'll see you tomorrow. More action from IMSA and from Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, live on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.